22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Happy spring, everybody, or if you're listening in the Southern Hemisphere, sorry. <laughs> Welcome to another buzzworthy, ball-slapping edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 55. Was that somebody's balls? Yeah, I'm just slapping them around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting out of hand. <laughs> but one, boom. Oh my, because they were out of hand. Wow. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and I'm here with... Uh, as always, I'm here with the wielder of the BBC, which stands for Big Black Compliments, MFG Mike the Finance Guy. Is that really what it stands for? <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, let's see. you know, everyone's always in favor of saving Hitler's brain, but when you put it in the body of a great white shark, ooh, suddenly you've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Fonsworth. I love Professor Fonsworth. He's so insane. And next to him is, or actually next to me, is the tech and the tank technician, RT Square, we're off the tech. Confucius say, man who walked backwards in turnstile is going to Bangkok. Oh, oh my God. Oh, goodness. <laughs> you got to remind him for that. Oh, yeah. You should have left it alone. It's a new soundboard, you know. I gotta... It's a new soundboard. It's a replacement soundboard right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Today's episode, we're going to be reviewing the most recent Marvel event, which is involving a bunch of interdimensional Spider-Man, appropriately known as, well, Spider-Verse. We also are going to look to explore the idea of what could have been when we debate who should have been a leader of different comic book teams? That'll be very interesting. But before, That's what you say. I, that's what I know. <laughs> but before we get to the quick news, I just wanted to give a shout out to one of our boys, somebody who listened and responded. And nobody knows who I'm talking about? We do. We just thought that you were just going to keep flapping your gums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm allowing you two to play also. Come join me. <laughs> uh, was it Eva Green? No. It wasn't even green. It was uh, Femica Jansen. <laughs> well, <laughs> Grandma. <laughs> well, we said Femica Jansen, and you're just fucking up the pronunciation, but I hope I don't mess up his pronunciation. Johanna, shout out to Johanna's good stuff. We sent out a message to you, and you sent it right back. Yeah, we do really appreciate that. Uh, you know, And it looks like we're getting some play in Sweden. We love that. Absolutely. What we would really love is also some, some more feedback. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to the show and you've got something – Something to tell us, please put it on our Facebook yeah. page. Last time I checked, we also got some listeners in Australia. We have somebody at least listening in Australia. Write us. Come on. Get that diggery do going or whatever it is <laughs> that you do out there. Let us know what's going on. Hit the Facebook page. Uh, we had people in Paris. Yep. Ah, we. <laughs> Not on we. <laughs> no, that, that'd, be, uh, that'd be boredom. I said, ah, we. Um, you know, I didn't even know that was what it was. I yeah. knew a lot of things. Oh, like crochet. <laughs> we had some people in the West Coast in California. Yep. We and have a ton of people in Kansas. Yeah. So the point we're trying to make is that we know you're listening and thank you for listening we definitely want to hear from you guys so when you get an opportunity please go to the meanwhile 22 pages later facebook page and drop us a note we definitely love to hear from you guys yeah. and if it's since it's in facebook and since you're writing you don't have to refer to me as lord mfg <laughs> just regular <laughs> mfg is fine we're kind of very cool that way or chief stroker i think that's what we're gonna call it from now on <laughs> All right. Speaking of stroke, no. Wow, <laughs> wow that was bad. I didn't realize how bad that turned out. <laughs> All right. Oh, so, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> leave Dick Clark alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank. Wow. I get one. All right. Good. <laughs> All right. So now let's go to the segment of the show where we kick ass and take names, or maybe we bitch and moan and cast blame. Fuck it. Let's go to the quick news. And now. The quick news. 
with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. Yay, it's quick news time, which means what? More of me. That's right, you lucky listeners. It's a lot of hot air. Uh, <laughs> it's like ear sex for you guys, isn't it? <laughs> so, so, so it's like ear rape. <laughs> <laughs> for those who want to fast forward, fast forward now. <laughs> Alrighty, in what feels like a terrible case of deja loser, Nicholas Brandon of Buffy the Vampire Slayer fame was arrested again for destroying a hotel room, this time in Tallahassee, Florida. I don't know what the man has against Florida. Probably something everyone else does. Uh, You you have to have been there. That party was epic. I don't think it was a party. (laughs) The the 43-year-old former high school nerd with cool friends was found by police with toothpaste on his face, ripped clothes, and wet pants from a toilet he caused to overflow. The authorities said his room had overturned furniture, water flowing from the bathroom, and a prescription pill bottle with only one pill left from a prescription of 10 that had been filled earlier that day. They did not say what the prescription was. Wow. Yeah, he was having a problem. Prescription for happiness. (laughs) He he must have dropped those down the toilet then. (laughs) This is obviously a cry for help, and they have, I mean, I guess I don't know what's going on in his life. And we haven't heard yet. Yeah, but it's just like, but, I mean... both incidences within weeks apart of each other. Yeah, and then it was actually it was October, February, and now. Wow. Yeah. And uh, but there was something his publicist did say that he is going through something that's from his childhood that's traumatic and da da da, and it'll be revealed. And I'm like, dude, this is not The Bachelor. I shouldn't be waiting for you know <laughs> the season finale for that. If he's got a problem, let us know. Otherwise, what the fuck? Keep him out of hotels. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> they should know. I mean, after the first one, you should. You should if you're a hotel owner and you see this guy's name on your list, you'd be like, "Oh hell no, exactly. <laughs> Nicholas Brandon, out. If this was 20 years ago, sure, I'd be happy to have you here. But now you're nobody, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know. I, I guess what husbands do throw couches around. I suppose, but I mean, this you know, at least it's hotels because hotels are for trashing, motels are for murder. We all know that. Oh, wow. I thought motels were for a quick one-night stand. That's what I thought. And then you murdered them afterwards. <laughs> you guys don't know how to do anything right Wow, we do things very differently, obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> if I had the Philadelphia the, thing. If I had the cricket oh, sound effect here, they'd be playing the crickets right now. I'll do it. Cricket, that, cricket. N- this is cricket, why you need cricket. to bring your soundboard next time, RT Square. I'll remember. Okay, oh. I'll, I'll do it. Cricket, cricket. How about that better? That no, worked? No. No. <laughs> It sounds like an elf having or gnome having sex on a really small bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still use it. <laughs> that's as bad as my Irish accent. Uh, it's shit. Yeah. That's, that, no, no, that's nothing that bad. <laughs> Are we doing quick news? Oh, sorry. Yes. Tangent. Right. We on it. Go ahead. This isn't news. This is more commentary to the news, um, especially if you've already looked at our Facebook page. Superman and Wonder Woman get new outfits following the Convergence storyline and Batman builds, builds a new Bat-Bot suit. If you haven't seen it, go to our Facebook page and take a look at the pictures. Otherwise, be disappointed just in knowing it's disappointing. That bat, that bat robot suit looks like a deranged um, Easter bunny. Yeah, it looks like the tick to me. It really does. Yeah. You know, and the, the, the Superman, just the Superman t-shirt and jeans, bullshit. And blue jeans. I mean, not even like cool jeans. Not even flared. And did you read what, what uh, was it, Dan Harris had said about mm-hmm. um, the, the, the suit change? No. Who's Dan Harris? Um, Let's see if I get. It. I have to look, look it up uh, on the break. Somebody from DC, one of the heads of DC, was saying that um, they, they, they were. It was a meme, and on the meme they were showing what different people said about different Superman costume changes throughout time. Right. So they had like a, a message from the 30s when he first came out. They said, "Oh, we wanted to kind of have him look like um, the Circus Strongman with the colors and right. this and that." And then they said, "Okay, well, you um, in the 50s they changed it slightly." And they go, "Well, we don't want to change it too much because Superman's very iconic, and his his hero represents X, Y, and Z." The, the guy who redesigned the, the shirt and the jeans said, yeah, we want Superman to be badass, looking like he just came out of a bar and, and he's wearing his, just threw on a t-shirt. Um, uh, so, so, but basically, it was very like, 
wow, this is what your thought process is? Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is about the T-shirt and jeans. I mean, fine. We know Connor Kent had that look with his black shirt with the red S and the, and the jeans. But that was a early 90s. That was a different time period when they were just trying to be cool and address, like, quote, unquote, public concerns or whatever you want to call it or right. interest or whatever. This, if that's their case, that they're trying to make Superman more relatable or whatever, it, Superman's not supposed to be relatable. He's right. supposed to be what we aspire to be. And he looks like every gym rat I've ever seen. And I am not aspiring to be some steroid-taking gym rat. <laughs> you know? I pick things up and put things down. Seriously. That should yeah. just be his, like, new, up, up, and wait. Nope. I pick things up. I put things down. Well, then I fly. At least you'll know where to find them. Either at the gym or the bar. Yeah, seriously. I mean, it's 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 pretty sad. I, I don't like that. Could, it, you, it, could you imagine that you walk into a bar, you see Superman at the corner of the bar, just drinking, uh, shooting back a few uh, beers. And you we walk saw, up to Superman. Hey, Superman. You know there's a bank robbery going around. Yeah, just let him finish. I'll catch him eventually. You, you, <laughs> we saw that. It's called Superman Three. It was very disappointing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you remember Superman Three? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I remember parts of it and very few. It's kind oh. of like amnesia. All I remember is him in the dark suit when he turned evil, and he's at the bar and he's flicking um, bottle caps from the beer from the bar from the bar ledge to the mirror, and he's right. shattering the, the the mirror across. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> it's just pretty bad. And Wonder Woman's outfit, it was just so. It, it's so nun-like, you know, because it's all the way up to the, the collar, all the way down to the toes and the arms and whatever. I, I, beyond the tacky design, beyond the metal shoulder pads, it looked like something from some 1990s horror thing. Wow. Um, it, what really got me were her, her, her bracelets, which now have knives coming out of it. Uh, it's a little too much. Yeah. It's, it's just just a little much. black widowy. Well, it's also, I mean, it, for me, you know, when you, you have the type of heroes that have like knife-based weaponry, something like like Wolverine. But you know what they used to be. They used to be killers and whatnot. Um, and now they've redeemed themselves. For Wonder Woman, who was never a killer. She was an Amazon, but she wasn't like fighting in the Greek wars and murdering people. She's from a, an island of Amazons that are Greek-based, and they know how to fight, and they don't mind going to war, but she's not normally a killer. For her to have knives that, that slink out from her bracelet, that's a sneaky weapon. And that, to me, says villain. It doesn't say "woman of hope and I, peace." I can see what you're saying. <laughs> you know, I, I think I, um, I think they're going a different way. But I they guess. keep getting Wonder Woman wrong. Yeah, and we've talked about this before. But they just they keep, keep making her a violent woman. Well, I mean, well, she is a violent woman, but they make her. <laughs> I mean, she's a warrior. Right, but, but that's but that's but it's, not, that, it's an odd difference, though. You just said that she's a violent. No, she's not. She's a superhero. She takes care. She can throw a car. She can throw this. They've been making her violent, but she is not a violent person. Okay. Wonder Woman, but up until 10 years ago, never murdered anybody. <laughs> okay. And then came Max Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to uh, uh, do her in the image of her original creator, who was the, the S&M bondage guy. But, but that she could just tie him up. I mean, why is she knifing <laughs> them? He, he didn't knife anybody. I, I, def- I definitely That's the next step. I, I, think, I think DC's trying to um, add some bells and whistles to um, Wonder Woman to make her, I guess, stronger. But you don't have to do that. Yeah, well, they're, they're going about it the wrong way. They're trying to act like she has to be a man and a bad man in order to be a hero. And it's like, well, that's not who Wonder Woman is. I mean, the whole point is that she can fight and she can take down the enemy, but she still has compassion, you so, know? Like she has, unfortunately, that, that you know, stereotypical, they're saying that she has the, the woman's mothering love underneath taking care of what she needs to do. Like that is her dichotomy. That is what makes her so special. You know? Right. So she's a, a bad, bad man. 
I don't know what she is. A bad, bad man. Stop. Don't stop. <laughs> I, again, have he, no idea what he, he's talking he about. He goes into songs. If oh. I ever say stop, just know it's, it's, it's <laughs> stay away from see, that. See, again, it doesn't work with me. It's not, I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah but then he's going to keep doing it. That's ah, why. There we like, go. He, he, he hopes it doesn't work for you. Then he can keep singing the horrible song. What else you got there, Mike? All right. Well, if you enjoyed watching Hugh Jackman and Samuel Jackson wrapping their lips around long brown tools, you'll be disappointed to hear that Disney has extended its no smoking policy to the Marvel Universe movies. The Walt Disney Company has limited smoking in its movies for decades, and the Marvel Comics policy against puffers was instituted in 2001 for all major characters, but the recent film franchises have not been forced to adhere to the policy until now. Hmm. I've always been, I mean, and mind you, you, for anybody who knows, I'm very anti-drug in regards to like, you know, I'm not a smoker, I'm not into cigars or cigarettes, whatever. Yeah, he never uses the same crack pot twice. (laughs) He just just does not. Well, yeah, you never know know where everybody else's lips have been, (laughs) including my own. Um, But all jokes aside, I mean, I don't mind if you're showing a character smoking a cigarette, an occasional cigarette or cigar because that's who they are. Now, I understand that movie companies have always used that as a way to promote or, or, you know, it shows a negative image, but I don't know. Like, I feel like you're taking away something about a character. You know? Oh, I cannot wait to hear his conversations change when this kid comes along. Oh, yeah. Why are they showing people wearing shoes when they shouldn't be wearing shoes? This is just so wrong. <laughs> but no, that, it, no, no but, I know what you're saying. I mean, because, you know, you know my, my thing about that is then be a better parent and say, you know, this is bad. I, now I understand you don't want to have the whole movie of people right. smoking. Exactly. I mean, that's the whole thing. And that's what this annoys me with this. There's a difference between, like you said, having a whole movie where everyone is smoking or every hero is constantly drinking or or shooting up. I mean, obviously, that would be something weird with that. But parents aren't supposed to just be leaving their kids alone with something going, hope they work out life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're watching that movie. Hope they figure it out. Because also what I find interesting is is what we say, particularly as an American society, which is, oh, we don't want to see the kids seeing heroes smoking. But beating people up, that's okay. (laughs) <laughs> right you know exactly yeah it was also just, it was right up there with um you know uh watching uh uh people when they're they're raising you know the little kids and stuff like that and we're not talking about some hardcore sex scene or even an actual sex scene but it'll be a movie on and i've been over parents house where they're watching a horror movie the real horror movie not some kid-based horror movie not, not yeah. american horror story yeah no, no no well something like that i mean an actual horror movie okay. and um the the two main or two characters will start kissing, not doing anything else, just kissing, and you'll see the parents like, okay, turn away from the set, kind of a thing, but then they'll let them watch the person knife the person, you know, guts flying everywhere, yeah. and I'm like, what the hell? So you're telling me that 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 intimacy is wrong, but you know, killing people, sure, that's the way of the jungle, <laughs> man. You gotta watch it. You gotta see what happens. Well, the way of the jungle actually is just having unbridled sex with whoever you wanted to, whenever you want it. That would that would actually be the way of the jungle. Yay, jungle. <laughs> Yay, jungle. I got to get to the jungle then. <laughs> yeah, man. But, but I mean, that, that just bothers me. So it's Disney doing the whole Disney thing. And yeah. it's, it's one of the fears I've always had about Disney taking over Marvel. Oh, you and your paranoia. Yeah, it's yeah. true because they're, they're taking over everything. I mean, I won't do the Phineas and Ferb rant, even though I just did it. <laughs> but I just feel like they're, they're, they're going to put their morals into everything and, and change the, the basis, I mean, not the basis, but the, what, what the character really is and certain aspects of the character. But Marvel already had a no-smoking policy since 2001. They didn't own them back then. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Where's your theory go there? <laughs> fuck Marvel, too. <laughs> well, not fuck Marvel, just that idea. Anyway, what was on your quick news? All right, what's better than the open-world imagination of Minecraft? Jungle sex. Suicide. <laughs> oh, <All right. laughs> But if you don't have time or the stomach to off yourself, then you're a prime candidate to enjoy Minecraft story mode. 
What? Yep. Mojang and Telltale Games have partnered up to produce a standalone, narrative-driven, episodic game series driven by player decisions. Excuse me. The game is set for release this year, and yes, it will cost money. What's what's it called? Uh, Minecraft Story Mode. They, so, they, they really went out of their way. <laughs> they, they, they really got together to, and bought the brains together to create that, huh? Yeah. I, I wonder how that conversation went. So what do we call this? I don't know. It is, it's Minecraft, but we're telling a story in this one. And there's a mode involved, right? Might as well call it Minecraft Story Mode. I suppose that's how it went. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess it's all right. I mean, shout out to Patrick. Um, I mean, I like Minecraft. But I, like, I just always like Minecraft because it was open world. Right. And you could do whatever you want. Well, they're not changing anything. In other words, Minecraft no, still exists. No, but they this do a standalone. Just, yeah, they yeah. just thought that this will be interesting. I, don't know. <laughs> I suppose. I don't know. I mean, I mean, as long as it's standalone, they're not getting rid of the original Minecraft. I guess it's okay. Give right. give other options. Yeah, I suppose. I I don't get. I don't play Minecraft, so therefore I can't I'm, even understand why it would be interesting. I'm right along there with you, sir. I I honestly don't understand why Minecraft is so popular. I, mean, I can sign. I kind of can see the popularity in a way of the Minecraft, but I can't see why a story mode for Minecraft would be popular at all. These are people in love with the creepers that just come out of nowhere. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, that's fun. But I think also the fact to test your abilities of how fast can you make something. or Like, I mean, there might be some boards where you need to do a certain skill. Oh, and people okay. like their skills tested as opposed to, look what I could do. And people are like, yeah, whatever. But, you know, if it's part of a game, it's part of an achievement, you feel, wow. You know, know what skill yeah. these gamers could test? How about how fast you could walk around the block? <laughs> how fast you could get off the sofa? <laughs> yeah, because, like, in, you know, in real life, you just pick up a hammer Take a stone hammer and then eventually it turns into a gun, right? Well, I guess, but I mean, you know, you can only, if you had a hammer, you could only hammer in the morning. Yeah. No, you could hammer in the evening. Stop. You stop. <laughs> I'm onto your song. Yes. I hammer all over this land. <laughs> okay. When I do it, don't, when I fucking do it, don't get mad. What else you got, Mike? <laughs> oh, my stars and garters. Beast is leaving the mansion. Uh, the movie mansion, that is. Larger than life movie icon Nicholas Holt. I'm kidding. He'll be washed up in two years. Um, <laughs> he was interviewed saying that X Men Apocalypse is the last X Men he is signed for. Does anyone give a fuck? Not really. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Nicholas Holt, the Beast. Exactly. That's <laughs> young young Beast. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah. The guy who Hulk Beast in in the 70s d- d- found a way to get rid of the Harry, but if he gets angry, it comes back. Hulk Beast. Hulk Beast. Hulk yeah. Beast. The the, the, the Beast that, that in costume looks like he's, he's cross-eyed. <laughs> that's the worst beast costume. I like the color, but he looked like, like I was like, you yeah, have yeah, he just looks horrible. But so obviously he's leaving. Oh well, I yeah. mean, well, he's just not signed up. I don't think he's like storming off for a better career. I think there's just probably no need. I mean, as the, the as the movie now will start progressing forward after this movie, really, I mean, a lot of the younger people who will either be too young for where they want him to be, or no one will give a damn. Yeah. Or you just get rid of Beast. Yeah. Not get rid of him, but. Well, also, I mean, you figure between the Apocalypse movie, after that, they're going to probably have a bunch of standalones, I bet you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it'll be so much time will have gone by that they're probably like, hey, we just need new people by that point. But you know, it's, it's our favorite movie company, Fox, and they got to find some way to fuck it up. Fox. <laughs> Fox Universal. <laughs> F you. <laughs> Fucking with everybody. Every day, every time. All right. Well, the end is nigh. No, not Bill Nye the Science Guy. It's just a regular nine. Uh, with the death of the Marvel comic book universe circling the drain like a buoyant turd, Marvel's senior vice president of sales and marketing, David Gabriel, confirmed that time has run out for 33 titles. Referring to the main comic book universe known as 616, Gabriel explained, quote, It means that there will be a 616 finale, and that means exactly what many fans have suspected. Everything ends. We've been saying it over and over, but 
at the core battle world is the Marvel Universe when Secret Wars number one hits in May. But before that, there will be a number of titles reaching what we're calling a 616 finale, ending those stories and characters as you knew them for now. End quote. Now, it can't be said that every plot in every story can be wrapped up with a bow, but Gabriel then added, quote, We gave our creators the option to end their stories the way they wanted to. We let them tell Last Days stories if they wanted to. We let them tell Secret Wars stories if they wanted to. So in the end, Secret Wars truly has been a creative-driven process, end quote. So, what books will be ending in the advance of Secret Wars? <gasps> Get ready. Oh, I, I, I read this list. All righty. We have all new uh, Captain America, all new Ghost Rider, all new X-Men, Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing X-Men, Angela Asgard's Assassin, Avengers, Avengers World, Captain Marvel, Cyclops, Deadpool, Elektra, Fantastic Four, Guardians 3000's Guardian of the Galaxy, Hulk, Inhuman, Iron Fist the Living Weapon, Legendary Star-Lord, Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man, New Avengers, Nightcrawler, Nova, Rocket Raccoon, Secret Avengers, Spider-Man and the X-Men, Spider-Man 2099, Storm, Superior Iron Man, uh, Thor, Uncanny X-Men, Wolverines, and X-Men. So most of these that you've said haven't even passed like 20 issues, right? Probably. Yeah, because I know. Yeah, because I mean, remember amazing. they keep starting like Thor. They keep yeah. restarting. They Thor. kept doing the Marvel so, now, and yeah. Amazing yeah. Spider-Man is like sixteen issues in. Yeah. Let That's me crazy. ask you, and you said it so fast. Were the Avengers on there? Yeah, Avengers and Avengers World. Oh, and Avengers World, but not, but not Uncanny Avengers. So then, what? Uh, Uncanny Avengers. It's not on this list, so I don't know if they already stopped yeah. or no, no, no. It's, oh, okay. it's still going on. Okay. That's so. so. all. I'm very curious because now it's about okay. Well, what, what are they not stopping? Right. Well, I don't know if it's just that also these are the books that are ending now and the others will end later. I don't know. I will say what what we, we what Mike and I were talking about before you got here, Rob. It almost makes me, and, and I don't want to sound negative because I try not to be the negative one in the group, but it almost makes you not But want, you are. Right now, Mike's entering me. Uh, whoa, that sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the gong? That's we what they all say. It's like it's like the M and M with the pe- uh, the pretzel inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I don't want this any more than you do, but let's just get it over with. <laughs> well, but but just saying, you know, that in regards to negativity, I'm trying to be optimistic about this whole changeover thing. But the more I hear about it, thank you. The more I hear about it, the more I'm like, I don't want any part of this of the secret war, and I don't want to read any more comic books. Not anymore, but just where they're going because it doesn't lead to any bright future. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, I'm just a, a friend of ours. Shout out to Kristen. Crazy Chris. You know who you are. Crunk Chris. Wow. She's crunk, too. Damn. You ever, ever seen a dance on a dance floor? Well, that's true. Yo. Yeah, that's true. She out crunked me. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not that hard. A baby can do that. Wow. Damn. Oh, don't give I, yourself that. I don't even think I deserve that. But anyhow, yeah. um, she had written us asking uh, for a friend about the whole uh you know, dissolution of the Marvel Universe and whatnot. And, I, you know, part of what I had answered back to her is just that it's, it's the history. It's the same thing I said when DC three times prior and now coming around for its fourth time with Convergence of altering its, its universes. It's just taking the fun out of it. It's, if you want to write a different whoever, you know, Captain America or whatever, then slowly through his title change the character and then that will become his new personality. Don't just go magic wand, here we go. Because... You're getting rid of everything now that's in the past because they'll have to do the same thing. Well, actually, right. they won't even be doing what DC did with the with Flashpoint. With Flashpoint, it's their universe again. There's actually multiple universes, but we haven't been introduced to even probably one tenth of the characters in DC's catalog of characters. So until they're introduced, they don't exist. You can't go, oh, well, so and so knows so and so. We don't know that anymore. 
And Marvel is taking almost a different step because they're going to be ripping apart their entire universe and putting pieces of other characters from different universes into this one Earth. So now it's like we might even have the same character, but now they don't know each other and whatever. And you might say, well, that's adding to a different story. But then you could have just brought this character from that universe into 616. Right. And had that same different character development. Instead right. of going, we're just destroying everything and everything that you knew about our world no longer applies. You know, it's just, it's too much to ask from a, a reader. And DC has done it, like I said, four times in 30 years. Three of those times have been in the last decade. Right. It's like, you know, why am I bothering to read your stories? You, you, you don't want to get invested anymore. Yeah. Like you're going to flip it around and, and, do it, and do it anyway. Well, yeah, because if it doesn't work out right, you know they're going to have some other event that's going to change it again. It, it, it really is funny because I remember when the the cataclysmic events first started after Secret Wars because Secret Wars was the first of its kind they really didn't have events where they all crossed over yeah. they, didn't, they didn't do that after Secret Wars they would do a little bit more often a little bit more often and I remember Troy shout out to Troy Troy would say these events are stupid I'm like well why he goes well you know you, you have an event that changed things over you know and they're becoming more frequent and I didn't see the writing on the wall until like the past couple of years I'm like yeah. every year you had an event and now it's like you, you have an event to change it all so why even read the comic book? Yeah. Because it's going to change anyway. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if the events were just like like the events in the mid '80s and early '90s were more changing the the action of let's say a particular group. So like you know like if Avengers had the Serpent Society one, it was about them, and maybe it touched into another book because the fighting overflowed. But it was something that just happened in their world, right? Instead of this whole oh it's got to be on a, a global scale in order for everyone to give a damn. And it's like no, I, I don't care. Just. I just want to read my comics and have a good time and 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 have and just go with it from there instead of this whole like having to relearn. It's like relearning to ride a bike every year. Ralph, you know? you've been kind of quiet. I'm wondering how how do you take this? Because I know you're you're a newer reader in, in comparison to Mike and I. How do you feel about this? Do you disagree? Do you agree? When you saw Spot Run with Dick and Jane, because he is a newer <laughs> reader, uh, <laughs> or Pug. Nobody would know Pug. Go ahead. Um, honestly, I think it's kind of interesting that they do this to sort of shake up the universe, but then, I, I mean, I've, this has only happened to me once, and this was with uh, Flashpoint. Right. So, with you guys, I can see why you guys get tired of it, because it's just happening all the yeah. time and all the time. But for me, it's kind of interesting, because then you can come up, well, maybe come up with new stories, but even then, it's just repetitive or yeah. a, a, refle- a pale reflection of what the original I was just about to, to say, be. that's the other killer, is that then they come up with a story, they just want to retell this story slightly different, and I'm like, well... That's just stupid. That's just now. It's just lazy, yeah. you know. Yeah, but so I do have a problem with that. If if they like, you know, restart the whole universe and come up with original characters, that would be awesome. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, well, then that to me would seem like a restart. Well, it's really funny because um, I'm going to shout out one of my favorite artists of all time, Matt Triano, by Matt. saying that. Oh, uh, you beat me to the punch. Well, I'm shouting <laughs> him out particularly for this one. Is that uh, Matt and I met? Oh, God, it's been over a decade. I don't even know how long it is. Uh, Matt, you'll have to either write in or phone in one day and tell me how long it's that we've known each other. But he heard me bitching then about DC changing over its world. And, you know, he kept giving me that whole like, you know, oh, you're an old man kind of a thing. And you just have to adjust the change and blah, 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 blah. And then I think shortly after there was another change to the universe. And, he, you know, he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> now you see how I feel when your world keeps getting turned Who's upside down. Who's the old man now? <laughs> and it wasn't even that many years later, you know. Oh, and it is. It's just it's getting so old. It's like, well, why am I bothering to read your tale when I, you're, you're not investing in your characters? Why should I? Right. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. The investment of the characters. The fact that, you know, if you're going to have some things happen to Batman, let it happen to Batman and let it stay within that. 
you know, let it stay within his story. Don't say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna whitewash it and start again. And it's like, no, no, because if you want to do that, then create another universe. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, just well, you know, just another quick thing. I mean, like you know, with Ralph, you just recently read, uh, you know, uh, um, what Craven's Last Stand was it? Craven's Last Hunt. Last Hunt. Yeah, you know, just imagine them now going like, yeah, that never occurred. I mean, yeah, it's still a great story to read, but then it's just like, well, now when Craven and Spider Man meet, there's. Well, actually, they shouldn't be meeting, but we won't get into why Craven's alive again. But, you know, there's none of that whole history. Yeah. It's just, oh, that's just Craven. He's just alive and they're just enemies, you know. All right. Anyhow, I have one more thing left here. Go ahead. Now, y'all didn't think I wasn't going to talk about something that stabbed at the heart of independent comic book lovers, 80s cartoon lovers, 90s movie lovers, and those six idiots that enjoyed the piece of shit they made last year, did you? (laughs) This week's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle number 44 featured the gruesome death of beloved beloved yeah. donatello wow yeah fighting <laughs> yeah i was waiting for ralph's reaction <laughs> fighting bebop and rocksteady while his brothers and splinter were off on a mission to stop krang from terraforming the earth in the story written by tom waltz and turtle co-creator kevin eastman shredder ordered bebop and rocksteady to kill donatello if the plan went south and it did in the end rocksteady crushed donatello's shell with his sledgehammer here's a quote from it bebop says Whoa, you split them in half, man. And Rocksteady, yeah, did you expect it to look like that under there? Bebop, gross. And when they come in, Splinter and all those guys come in, and he's just bleeding everywhere, and Splinter is holding him in his arms, and that's the end of it. A rumor has it that the musical artist Prince will now be wearing his purple pants halfway down as a sign of respect. <laughs> just to let you know. Wow. Um, so now, are we all done? Uh, are we all done grieving? Holy shit! And, and here I thought you were gonna go with Raphael and really fuck with him. Nah, I couldn't do that. Yeah, yep. bro. Why is it always the smart guys that gotta die? <laughs> I, was I guess I'm too smart, smart to die. <laughs> I'm too smart to die. When I heard about that, I was like, "Wow, that's a big move." Because they never killed any of the turtles. Yeah. Actually, in the original run, I believe they killed Shredder. Oh wow! In, okay. the, in the original run, they had killed Shredder. That makes sense. I wonder how they're gonna come back from that. Well, yeah. Well, I don't they're know. gonna wipe it clean and start all over again. <laughs> well, I mean, are we done grieving? Yeah. <laughs> well, good because now through the power of the internet, which just takes the fun out of it for everybody. Uh, some fool has already released pages from Teenage Mutant number 45 showing Donatello in a sickbed with full medical whatnots keeping him alive. And Master Splinter Pines, quote, Donatello was my son, my hero. He very nearly lost his life so others could live on, not just his family, but the entire world, end quote. So Donatello appears to be a hero in a half-life, but not dead yet. Wow. So there we go. From anger to, oh, okay. It's just another comic book story. Ralph, you, you, there's no way you could have spoiled that. You didn't even see that coming. <laughs> I'm like, you sure it wasn't like, uh, I like spoiling shit.com? <laughs> no, um, no, I mean, this wasn't even just like someone quoting. I mean, they actually have the artwork. That is crazy. Yeah. And I'm just like, seriously, whoever is behind this definitely should be suing that person. Absolutely. You know, it probably was the creators who did it. They said, you know what? Well, Let's that just put this worth, out there. Well, that would be worth it for them. We're getting too much, uh, you know, backfire from this let's just uh, well because the thing is anyone that cared page. enough would normally pick up 45 just to see how the turtles would react yeah. so it's not like you'd lose out on sales from that you know you would actually get more sales right so um and also uh they've seen that like uh the first print of the uh number 44 is already like 20 bucks on ebay wow, wow. i'm like come on <laughs> really it's so crazy that's all the quick news that is all the quick news i, I have I, I got some quick news holy for hell wow you beat me to it go ahead Sleepy Hollow has been renewed for a third season. I'm never right. worried. Dude. I, I know that. It's Fox, bro. I always worry. Fox knows better than to piss me off that much. <laughs> if you have you seen Firefly? 
Yeah, no. Uh, uh, so, uh, how did you feel when they cut that off? I hadn't watched it by that point. I only saw like an episode then, and I got to enjoy it later. Have you seen Dollhouse? I like Dollhouse. And how did you feel when they cut that off? Well, that they had Thank a horrible God. ending to that show. <laughs> when when they cut it off, I was like, it's about fucking time because you guys just fucked this show up. Yeah, they did. Well, because of the fact that they were going to kill it. You know. Now was um was True Calling Fox as well? I think so. Yeah, that yeah. angered me because that ended up being coming a, becoming a good show. Yeah. That was actually a good one. You ever seen that one? No, I haven't seen the yeah, True Calling. But, but, the, but the point is that I'm, I never trust Fox because no, you know, even though you know it is a great show and I still got to catch up, but it's, it's a great show and I was worried that they didn't have the following that they, that, that they might have anticipated, so they got rid of it. And I'm like, oh, please, no. So I'm here. That's great news to hear that no, Sleepy Hollow has been renewed. No, it is true. And I, mean, I agree with you. I, I was being cocky about it. But yeah, I do worry with Fox because they just get rid of crap left and right. Yeah. And I got um, two pieces of quick news. I'm one, well, um, did you mention the Valiant Universe last time we were together? Nope. Yeah. Well, I know that um, the Valiant Universe is now um, trying to make their own um, good comic. No, they're actually going to go to the movies. And what do they have? They have Bloodshot. They have... Um, nope, um, never heard of it. Oh, what's his name? Um, Man of War. Um, never heard of it. Is it A, a, a or a, AX Man of War or something like that? I've probably seen the cover, but I mean, yeah, I, I've yeah. never read they're it. They're independent label, okay. and basically they, they have... And they're not as known as the two big houses, but they're on par with like Dark Horse and, and all the and Image. Well, they're a little bit lower than Image, but they were Image before there was an Image. Okay. And um, they, they're trying to get their universe onto the big screen as well. Right. And that was kind of a big announcement because DC has theirs and Marvel has theirs. And yeah. it'd be interested to see a third party get in there. Well, I would like to see Dynamite and IDW get their shit going. Yes. I want to see, you know, and even Image. I want to see Image since now they own uh, Hackslash. I want to see Hackslash on the screen. Who, I, hmm? who owns um, Powers? Uh, that's that, that's image. image. That's image. Is, that sky, is it Skybound? No, yeah, I can't remember. Because Image has their own little houses within Image. So, well, Power is actually is yeah. on PlayStation Four, yeah. right? Yep. How was it? Have PlayStation you seen Network. It? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. Wait, it's on PlayStation Network? Yeah, yeah. it's the first one. It's not. They're not doing a Netflix. They're not releasing it all at once. So I don't know if it's going to be weekly or whatnot. But they've already released, released the first episode of Powers. Wow. And I asked Patrick if he's seen it, and he says he hasn't seen it. So watch it, Patrick, and tell us how it is. That's right. We don't have Playstations over here. <laughs> we're, we're not multimillionaires like you. I have a PlayStation. So oh, I don't know what you talking so that, about? Then, then there's something wrong with your theory, Mike. Ah, <laughs> I think he's a multimillionaire, and he's hiding from us. <laughs> Shh. If they know, they will come. <laughs> uh, hope they don't come on your lap. Um, another thing I want to mention before we get to the first part of the show. I zombie did. But I see it premiered this week. Loved on it, it was so good. much. I was going to mention that. I didn't actually. love it. I liked it. Oh, I, I loved it. I liked it. But it's so funny because um, I really love the comic book and it has zero <laughs> in connection. You, yeah, you were saying that in one of the, the I mean, from the, from the description of it had zero. Now that I saw it, I'm like, love the show, but literally nothing in common in, with the comic book. In the comics, what happens? I mean, it's just. I mean, obviously, she's still zombie like this. Um, they never explain how she becomes a zombie. Okay. Um, and again, I don't know if they'll grow into these characters. And also, I don't because I can't remember the, the particular characters' names. But the guy, if if you watch the show, the guy that was the neighbor to the prostitutes. Yeah. He he and also her brother. She has a brother, right, with the glasses. Yeah. They both kind of remind me of this one character that was her best friend there, and it turns out that he's a were dog. And not even like a threatening kind of dog. He just looks like a big old puppy dog. But like he's a were dog. And her other best friend is a ghost that died in the 60s. And she's dressed very mod. And she can't, because she can't change her clothes. She's just a ghost um, and stuff like that. And they have their adventures. But um, 
other parts about her eating the brains and obtaining the personality and going to solve stuff if necessary, that's true. Okay. But that was only how it began. Then after that, they kind of dropped that to more of its own story. Okay. This one just going seems to be a much more police procedural right now. But then it eventually turned into there was a guy that he was like her. Um, he had been around, though, for thousands of years. He used to be a pharaoh, et cetera, et cetera. And that there is this whole reckoning of, of supernatural powers that's about to unleash itself and try. Because Cthulhu, they, um, they worship Cthulhu and they were going to try and destroy the entire world. Wow. Like that was the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate plan. Well, I mean, I'll say this. I liked it and, and the humor I loved. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess I don't love it because I don't know. I just felt like. The, the humor was too much, and it was every five seconds. Like, ah, right. yeah, it's also the first. It's a pilot, so it's interesting oh, yeah. to see how. Even like I said, I really loved it, but there were times where I was like, ah, that was a little bit too much. So I right. can't wait to see how additional shows will go. But I, I hope it's caught on enough because I do. I, I just really like it. You know? I, I definitely watched it after the Flash, which, by the way, what the f. What yeah. the F? And we won't talk about this until we talk about the, the Flash wrapper we're going to have in a couple of weeks. But, but you all better be watching the Flash because when we come to spoil it, we're going to spoil it big. Yeah, right. man. <laughs> and now all three of us are watching it at the same time. There's no waiting. There's no lag. We're going right for it. Yeah. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity because the Cap and Mike are actually caught up. Yeah. And speaking of caught up, uh, before we again get to the other part. Um, so... I had been. I was behind one episode of Arrow before uh, this last one ha- had come out. So evidently, I was told that Adam appeared and da 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 da. And this was um, the last time we had a show. I had said that uh, Fox. I'm talking about Fox. I'm about CW is contemplating having a uh, TV show that will star the Adam and maybe some other heroes. Right. And I said then, how interesting could it be, or how much want could they have for it when we don't know anything about the Adam? And you know, Ralph and then others then eventually were like, well, you haven't seen that episode. Well, I finally saw the episode. I still don't understand. He put the suit on and flew out the window. Yeah, that's not enough for me to go. And that's a great show <laughs> that they're going to have because I'm watching it, waiting for him to at least take down crime. Do and, and I'm going. So from this, everyone's telling me that this is going to change my mind and tell me it's going to be a great show. That was the test flight. You got to wait. But that's not telling me it's going to be a good show. Like I'm not. That's, I'm, I'm still not excited I never that said they. That. No, I said that. How excited could you be for an Adam show when we know nothing about the character? We haven't even seen him, and you're like, wait till you see that one episode. Well, no, like, you said we right. haven't seen him yet, and I said no, you haven't seen that last episode. That's what I said. Yeah, but I'm still not impressed. I mean, I'm like, I didn't yeah. say you would be, but it's not making me want to see a TV show with the Adam, <laughs> ladies, ladies. Ladies, ladies. All right, all right. Are we both so pretty? <laughs> You're both very pretty in my eyes, guys. <laughs> all right, so let's get to the first half. I'm of s- so pretty. You're so pretty. Oh, so stop. Pretty. Okay, stop. Yeah, it's like ho- it's like fucking Glee. It's horrible. All right, let's get to so the first half. Let's get to the first half of the show. And it's funny that we were, we were um, talking about um, comic book events that you know change the course of a character's a storybook, and we're going to talk about one now, which is called Spider Verse, which. I'm not even going to spoil anymore because I know Mike doesn't like that because he likes he has a synopsis and he works very hard on it. So without further ado or to do, like my friend would say, without further to do <laughs> with the synopsis of Spider-Verse is MFG, Mike, the finance guy. If your friend says without further to do, tell him to shut up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. Spider-Verse is the end all spider genocide that started in 2014. The main story was written by Dan Slott and drawn by Olivier Coppel and Giuseppe Camo. Uh, excuse me, I'm going to ruin this last name. Uh, Kamukoli. I don't really know how to pronounce it. Uh, the storyline is said to feature every Spider-Man that has appeared in any media as they are attacked and or killed by Morlan and his family, a.k.a. the Inheritors. 
The prelude began in uh, Free Comic Book Day, volume uh, 2014, in an issue featuring the Guardians of the Galaxy storyline. This was followed by the Edge of the Spider-Verse prequels, which was Edge of Spider-Verse 1 through 5, Spider-Man 2099, number 5, Superior Spider-Man numbers 32 and 33, Amazing Spider-Man's number uh, 7 and 8. The main story is contained in Amazing Spider-Man 9 through 15, and tie-in stories for um, from the core tale are in Scarlet Spiders numbers 1 through 3, Spider-Man 2099, 6 through 8, Spider-Verse number 1, 2, uh, Spider-Verse Team-Up 1 through 3, and Spider-Woman 1 through 4. I hope you all caught up then, by the way. Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah. All right, synopsis. The myth of the spider totem is once again dragged out and beaten like a runaway slave. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it really is. And once again, Morlan is leading the charge to murder those touched by the totem's gifts. And once again, out of all the possible parallel gin joints in all the possible parallel worlds, Peter Parker of Earth 616 is the only Spider-Man capable of leading the other spider heroes and defeating the spider-eating villains. And once again, he does. But this time he has help. Lots and lots of help. Sometimes fun, sometimes crazy, and sometimes uh, just a big load of shit. It's nice to know that this verse probably won't be gospel following the Secret Wars mulligan. Uh, yeah. So now we have some notable spiders. I'm not going to get into every single one of them, obviously, because there literally are hundreds of them. Um, from the 616 universe, we have uh, Spider-Man Peter Parker. We have Superior Spider-Man that's still Parker, but Otto Octavius. We have Spider-Woman Jessica Drew. We have Spider-Girl Anya Corazon. Spider-Man 2099, which is Miguel O'Hara. Sp- uh, Scarlet Spider Kane Parker. And we have Silk Cindy Moon. And then just some other notable spiders. Did, we did have, you say Spider-Woman? Yes. Jessica Drew. Jessica Drew. Maybe mind. you'd look at me and not the TV set, maybe, huh? <laughs> maybe we should change it off. <laughs> uh, we have Spider-Girl of Earth 982, known as Mayday Parker. Spider-UK of Earth 833, Billy Brydock. We have Ultimate Spider-Man of Earth 1610, which is Miles Morales. We have Black Widow of Earth 1610, which is Jessica Drew. Spider-Woman of Earth 65, Gwen Stacy. Spider-Ham of Earth 8311, which is Peter Porker. Uh, we have Spider-Punk of Earth-138, Hobart Brown. Spider-Monkey of Earth-8101, Peter Parker. Cosmic Spider-Man of Earth-13, Peter Parker. Spider-Man of Earth-51778, uh, Takuya Yamashiro, and Leopardon, of course. And rounding it out was the random Spider-Hooker. I don't know where <laughs> she was, but she was like dressed like a hooker. I don't know what she was. <laughs> don't, did you read any of the tie-ins? Not a one, uh-huh. because I don't do that. You would have loved. There's one where you have Spider Madam, and it's Aunt May who plays. Who is it? I was wondering what they no. would do because, considering yes. that what they ended up doing in the storyline, which we'll get to that eventually. I, I, I was just about to say at some point when we were talking about it, how is that there was no Aunt May Spider Man Woman type thing? You know, right? Oh, press the button before we begin slapping our gums. Warning: This segment may contain spoilers. Captain Mike. <laughs> oh, and one other thing that I want to toss in there, just in case we use any of these people so we know who we're talking about. The inheritors, which are Morlan and his Ilka family, which we'll also talk about those people. We have Solas, who's the father. Then we have Morlan, Genix, Deimos, Bora, Brix, and Karn. Those are all siblings. Okay. Now we're ready to go. Right. Okay, cool. So now we set the table to discuss the Spider-Verse. So um, I know in the beginning, um, they gave a preview for it in last year's um, comic book. Free comic book day. I said that already. I know, but what I'm saying is that. <laughs> but since will you let me get to my point? Um, being that we know that they showed that you know intro, and how, which Peter Parker was that, by the way? What? And who was that? I don't know. I can't. It was Peter Parkour from Earth 1602. Oh, that's right. That's Peter right. Peter Parkour. <laughs> was he French? No. Oh. Um. How do you feel about what reading that issue or reading that little snippet versus what you got? 
the snippet got me excited, except that I despise Morlun as a character. I, 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 because I despise the whole spider totem mythos. It, it belittles the character, in my opinion. Which means you don't like, and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm being presumptuous. Um, sounds like you don't like a lot of J. Michael Straczynski's run. No. No, I didn't, didn't like it at all. He, well, he also gave me Harry Osborn raping basically Gwen Stacy and the he gave you twins Ezekiel. Gave me Ezekiel. Yeah, no, I'm not. Well, well, were, you, were you up with that part of the Spider Universe? Uh, Ezekiel. The only yeah. thing I know about Ezekiel is that he locked Cindy Moon in the in the bunker. Right. Oh wow. Okay. That's, so that's all I know. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't an Ezekiel until about what five years ago. Yeah, maybe more than that. But yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So so basically, you're saying when you read when you read the initial idea, you were kind of excited, and now what you got. Because I was excited. I, the thing that excited me the most is when I read, well, I had read actually before this, I was looking for that issue from Free Comic Book Day, was that they said that the Spider-Verse will feature every Spider-Man from all media. And just the idea that just brings just so much joy. I mean, you think how often Spider-Man has been represented, you know, in, in whatever media, even though like, I mean, now maybe it was in one of the um, Edge of, or maybe it was in a tie-in, but I don't remember them actually having... Um, and I'm not sure what the actor's name is. I know it was Nicholas something, but I don't remember the Spider-Man from the Spider-Man TV show mm. being prominent. Was he Was he in one of the tie-ins, I guess? The the, the original cartoon one? You no, 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 oh, no, no. The there was show. a live action 1977, I believe, or 76 Spider-Man show. Not the Japanese one, which they brought that one in. But there was actually, you know, so the, he would have been an actor again and had a TV show. I just don't remember them mentioning him, but he, if he was in the tie-in or in the prequels, I wouldn't have read it. There was one in the, the Spider-Verse team-ups where they go to, it was like a 1970s New York, and you see uh, Peter Parker there who's like low-res kind of color. Hmm. And he has like, he fights, they fight against Octopus and the but that almost six. sounds like the 60s, um, the 60s. Six Spider Man or sixty eight is it? It's possible, but yeah. Uh, anyhow, so, so so basically, it wasn't what you expected, right? Um, well, it, well, I mean, it, it was that part. I mean, it did have all the Spider Man and all you know and whatnot. It's just it's the story, it, you know. It's the story of Morland. It's it's the Spider Totem thing. What um, for those of you that may not be familiar with the Spider Mythos, um, just the down and dirty of it is, is that when they introduce Morland um, and introduce the idea of the Spider Totem, is that Basically, just imagine, like, like in mythologies that, that have um, spider deities and whatnot, um, that there is some kind of a spider deity and it bestows these kind of gifts on mortals at whatever random way it does it. Who knows? But so that Spider-Man, it's not so much just that he was bitten by the radioactive spider, but he was chosen by the totem to have these powers um, and then do good with them or at least try and do whatever with them and stuff like that to protect the universe or the, the great web as it would be with these powers. Um, and in that, they also said, well, that explains why most of his major enemies are also other animal totems. That, in other words, it's not just Dr. Octopus's choice that he made mechanical arms. Or he rhino. has the octopus totem and the rhino totem and the vulture totem, et cetera, et cetera. And I just cried major bullshit when they came out <laughs> with that. Because it, it just belittled everything about the whole Spider-Man world. Um, before, I, I, before I go into how I felt about it, Rob, how about you? Um, did you see the original... Um, Free comic book day issue of the intro to that um, Spider-Man. Yeah, like, like Kern is hunting one of the Spider-Men and then he kills him at the very end. Right. Yeah. Oh no, that was Moreland. This would, yeah, are you sure this would no the, the prelude from the free comic book day would have been you would have seen um, a Peter Parker with like a Shakespearean type collar and it has a name and I can't think of it by the way, um, but they, that ruffled collar and he's on stage with um, a redhead who is obviously Mary Jane of that world and then he's attacked. It wasn't a guy. 
Murray Jen wasn't a guy. Um, I don't think it was. <laughs> no, because no, a lot of well, a lot of the theater from that time period would have been right. being, being women. But I think this was a woman. I think it was Mary Jane. I, I, but yeah, if you I didn't think see I, that, I okay. think I did read it, but I just don't remember. Okay, okay. So 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 coming into this, you you didn't have any kind of preconceived notions or or whatever. No. Well, the, the only thing that I saw was when uh, when Superior Spider Man thirty two came out, and I read that, and then. Right, that's right. Which we'll get into in a second. Spider Man Thirty Two was like the first one that came out. It was like way, way, way before Spider Man right. was even supposed to be starting. Right. All right. So I mean, I, all I'll say is this: I remember when when the whole totem thing first came out. I thought it was interesting because they never do anything like that in Spider Man, from what I remembered. So I, I was patient to for for them to do take that um, angle on it. Mm-hmm. And then when I read it, and then it then as it got larger and larger, it just made less and less sense yeah. and it wasn't as interesting and actually I feel like kind of ruined the whole Spider-Man mythos. Yeah. Well, also, well also what gets me about the, the, the thing is that Spider-Man himself and even the writers are very hit or miss on it. Yeah. Like even Spider-Man like, even if you remember coming into the Spider-Verse he's still like yeah whatever you're saying about the Spider-Totem thing I still I don't, don't buy it. I don't believe in the superstition yeah. stuff. So I'm like says, so yeah. then are we supposed to believe it? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But well, one of the things I actually liked about this was that they didn't make every Spider-Man like Peter Parker making quips and, you know, quick one-liners. Right. They only had that Peter Parker 616 doing that. And right. that was pretty awesome. I expected them to do what they did with, uh, what was it? The, the last mess that we made, that the, we read? The X-Men one? The, uh, the uh, Axis? Axis, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was say, yeah, the oh, last mess. Where every character was doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. making little quips and everything. Oh. Yeah, I would have been rooting for Morlon and his family if that was the case. <laughs> There's one behind the rock. <laughs> and, and then what was also cool is when uh, when the the inheritors go to like the quote unquote safe zone mm-hmm. of uh, Cosmic Spider-Man's world, even there, like, because they could have ended it right there. They could have just been like, oh yeah, Cosmic Spider-Man defeats them. But then they're like, no. Well, we'll also get into that was just insane. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know? well, 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 let's let's break down for the audience what goes on. So basically, Spider Man, you know, they open up by showing one of the Spider Mans in another universe getting killed, right? And then we come to one six one six, and here's Spider Man, you know, fight, trying to fight a criminal. And well, he's he, trying to fight Cindy Moon out of his pants. Is what yeah. he, oh, is how it right. opens up. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and basically, when he actually is in the spider suit going to fight crime, he starts bumping into all the other spiders that are in his universe, mm-hmm. and that starts, starts seeing other ones. So he sees um, Spider. He sees Jessica Drew. He sees um, Aranya. Aranya. She's not Aranya anymore. Aranya. Bad, there I'm you sorry. go. She's Spider Girl. Thank you. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> it's 2099 shows up. Right. But then all of a sudden, all these other Spider-Men show up as well. Like Peter Parker shows up and, and Billy Braddock shows right. up. And, and, the, yeah. Spider-Man and, UK. And so mm-hmm. Spider-Man's like, what the hell's going on? And they basically say, look, you know what? Here's what's going on. More loons on the prowl. And we come to your universe because, like Mike said in the synopsis, you're the only one who beat Morlun. Yeah. The moment they said that, it, it took that. Like, like if, Let's say put it this way. I, I say every story starts with a 10. Right. Starts because I haven't read it yet. And then you, and you take off points <laughs> yeah, from there? Yeah, I mean, we hit that one, and that was early on in the comics. It wasn't even at the end. I'm like, all right, we're at a five. Yeah. The moment you turn to me as a hero and go, you're the only one. <laughs> not, not we need your help or we need more assistance. Like when they are telling me that somehow they've never met each other. I mean, I'm talking about all these Spider-Men have never met each other. And you're I telling know. me, oh, yeah, you know that guy in 616? No. Well, he's the only <laughs> one that can help us. All right. <laughs> if you say so. I, I, I wasn't with you, but now I see what you're saying. Like, you know, the, these guys do not know about each other before this event. Right. How would you know and that? And somehow, you're a team leader. Go. 
<laughs> you know, how about the fact that uh, Superior Spider-Man deems himself team leader, and they even referred to him as Superior. And, and I, and I, but lo- that also was weird because even Peter kept um, referring to him as Superior. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I liked when his character was introduced because I was wondering when that was going to happen. And they have right. so many different variations of those Spider-Man. I mean, the fact that Mayday, you know, showed up, and I, and I'm, I was eh, with Mayday, but they've kind of made Day a lot better from from when they right. originally created her. So, you know, they had her come in, and I, um, I believe in her world, uh, her father, Peter, had died. Right. And, um, well, and they were all killed, in, killed pre- in prequel. Like, like, well, they were, they were believed to have been killed. So Peter and her... Mary Jane. And Mary Jane and her brother. Her Did brother. Her brother, too? Yeah. Little baby brother. Well, no, not the Benji. baby brother. But didn't she have another brother? Yeah. An older kind of brother. Yeah. Like, they were all dead. And then... I don't know if it was Spider UK, but they got her and got her out of there. Yeah, yeah. I think it was no Spider, uh, the Last Stand Spider Man, probably. That's, yeah. that's the old oldest Spider Man uh, with the, the gut. Yeah, and let's explain how. how and so, how do these Spider Man jump around from universe to universe? Uh, strong legs. <laughs> with Spider Man UK, he had uh, like these like wrist teleporters, right? And then with because there was two teams at the beginning with Superior Spider Man, he used 20, 20, uh, 2099 technology in order to create the. The portals to jump. Okay, so there's right. two ways of being able to transport from dimension to dimension. Pretty much the same way. It was just like a wrist teleporter. Right. right. And then you had Morlun and his family feasting on all of these spiders. Yeah. And they traveled along the web of fate or whatever it is. The, the master web. <laughs> you don't even know how to say it. Like, I mean, everybody Because, it, because like, after a while, you're just like, it's the yeah. web of bullshit. Yeah. They traveled along the web of destiny's bullshit. Because the, the, they enslaved the master weaver and... He was the one who opened up the porters for them. But even though there was some small uh, rebellions that he did, there was actually if there, one of the tie-ins in uh, uh, Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. at least the Spider-Verse comic, because uh, each Spider-Verse comic has like six different tales of Spider-Man in, in different universes. Okay. So in one of the universes, it was like uh, the old Spider-Man comic strip, right? Right, yeah. So each one, it was like... Because uh, Ultimate Spider-Man ran into him, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but in, in this story, um, Marlon shows up to this this universe, and it's like black and white, and the comic strips are only three scenes. Right. So for each oh one, my God, yes, I, mean, I, I remember reading those. So, so each one um, is like it, it rewinds when you go to the next to the next uh, like panel, I guess. Right. So you got you have your first three scenes, and then the next, the uh, next one, row. Yeah. the next row, uh, repeats what happens in the first one a little bit. Right. So Marlon's like, "What the hell's going on?" You know, this is is taking so goddamn long. It's like he's, he's, he shows up and he's like trying to kill Spider Man, but then time resets itself. Right. So then um, Master Weaver pulls him out, and he's like, "Oh, that that world was temporarily unstable." Because um, you see Peter and Mary Jane having a picnic. So then Morgan is like, "Man, it must take a whole week to do something that would take a minute." <laughs> so it's actually, kind of funny. So then, that's as cl- that's clever, yeah, that's real clever. So then, as Morland's walking away, he's like, uh, "Master Weaver's like, um, do you want me to send you somewhere else?" He's like, "No, I've had enough of jumping today. I'm just gonna go rest." And then you see Master Weaver holding that strand that's supposed to represent that world and saying, "Just a, a little rebellion, everywhere, every chance I get." And then he says, uh, "Just I'm just gonna put this in a pocket, save this one." You know, okay. this is a precious world. Okay. Save this one. Uh, that's just that. All right. Thank you. Now, now, get, now um, to go back to the, to the to the mainstream. So I like. It's funny. That I, I don't really read the ancillary stories, the ones on the side, but that one sounds good. But to get back to what was happening, 
so basically, you know, you have you know these Morlooms killing everybody, and there's one universe that, they, that the Spider Men, the Spider Men and women were safe in. Right, that was Spider. That was, it was that, two. It was actually two universes. Right. Well, we, we only knew of one at the time. Yeah. Because we no, in, no, in the beginning we knew of the one. Right. No, we knew of both of them. We in, knew in, both in, 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 the, in the first two issues. You didn't. Yeah, because uh, Spider. If you read Edge of Spider, right, again, we're talking only about. The Spider Verse. Oh, you that's, guys. Could, all right, well, fine. Because, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know. Let me drop some knowledge on you. Uh, Superior Spider Man is in 2099. Right. He's developed sort of a cloaking system to block their signal right. so that the inheritors can't track them. Right. right. And then in Cosmic Spider Man's world, that's the, what they figure is a safe zone because, it's because he has the, the powers um, of a right. cosmic god. So if they go there, then he can destroy he, he, them. Right. He Captain them. Universe. But I'm saying, but again. As a reader of Spider Verse, right now there's only one safe world yeah. that we're aware of, and that's Spider, and that's Earth thirteen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the only reason that was safe is nothing about cloaking or anything. It's just he. It was his power. He had the power of Captain Universe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so, so so I think that that was their base for a little while. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually, um, the the guy who was leading the group was Old Solus. Man. What you're talking about? Oh wait, which, uh, which no, that's it. and the leader of of the of the group at the time was Spider I, UK. Spider UK, but also was it Old Man Spider? Uh, Last Stand Spider. Last Stand Spider was, was the one that was leading until he got offed. Yeah, the the the, the Spider Man that had a little bit of a gut that that was the older one, the one that knew everything about the Bride and the Scion. Oh, that okay. was Last Stand Spider Man. Okay, okay, right. Yeah, that was the Spider. Right, that was the Spider Man that went around basically in his universe killing people, not random people, but I mean like he was just like, oh, Doctor Octopus, you won't be repeating this again. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually he uh, and Peter witnessed him before they've met before and uh, during his very last stand um, after he'd been killing whatever villains he was killing whatever the police were after him and he could have just given up and been arrested but instead he turns on them not ever intending on hurting him but he wants them to kill him yeah. so he dies that way I think that I remember that that's the one who turns out to be Ezekiel right uh, I think so yes yeah. old man spider yeah. last stand spider yeah, yeah. 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 He's, he's Ezekiel because when right. he, Talks, he explained a little bit more about the other and the right. bride and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Um, once Spider Man and and Superior Spider Man um face off, I I started giving it more points because I was like, this is what you really wanted to see. Well, it was a little. I mean, it was definitely better. It was also great to see that there had been planning for this. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they even um, referenced back to Spider. Um, I'm sorry, Superior Spider Man number 19 has having been in on it, even though we didn't see anything. Because remember when there was that yeah. adventure where he's out of time and he yeah. pops back and, he's, and like, he's just like, you know, you'll never stop, Doctor. Yeah, you know. What? What was I saying? Yeah, exactly. And you find out that he was actually talking to somebody at that point. Yeah. That know? was so fantastic. Yeah. I mean, because that was really just way out of nowhere. You were like, holy shit, that's To plan cool. that far ahead yeah. and say, okay, well, he's going to jump out of the universe to come back in. And I thought there was... But why not? It was Dan Slott. Because, yeah. I mean, it's again, it shows when you keep a writer around and not just go for the flavor of the month you can build a great storyline. Yeah. You know, not that this came out to be a great story, Dan. Sorry. <laughs> but at least you can plot it. You know? Yeah. It was it was interesting, though, when you see how that act- that uh, Peter Parker Spider-Man is actually superior than the superior Dr. Octopus Spider-Man because he, when they were fighting and he thinks they're through, he's like, he keeps letting Octopus think that he's a past version of himself. Right. So when he says, okay, you're superior, kill me then. And then Dr. Octopus stops and he's like, oh, no way. If I kill you, then I'm killing myself. Right. But then he's like, you know what? No, no, but, 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 but again, if he's that superior. He would never figure it out. But Superior Spider-Man did figure it Eventually out. Eventually, he end. is superior. <laughs> well, he had no reason to not think that he wasn't there until, like, until Peter slipped up. Yeah, he says, Anna. <laughs> he says, Anna Marconi. He's like, wait, if you're a past version of me, why would you know about Anna? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're still gonna send me back so that I can die? Yeah, but for me, like a lot of again. So like I said, issue one had already gotten down to a five. By issue what three? I think is when the safe world was taken over or or done or something like that. Four, something like that. When Solas. Now, see, the thing is, this is what got me about the inheritors and and their whole thing is that fine if you're telling me your possibly you know abilities are to take down Spider-Man. Sure, I mean you know there's lots of villains that are stronger than Spider-Man. No big deal. When you're telling me you're able to take down a guy that has the abilities of a universe, then telling me that no matter how many Spider-Men you throw at him, I'm like, I don't see where this is really going. Like it, it's even if you want to say that that they have a particular weakness to Spider-Man, like they're kryptonite. It just, it was too much. It would just be like saying that, like you know, like you know, Superman's afraid of a mouse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's it was just too much when he literally sucked dry. You know, uh, of Captain Universe power. I was it, it very was just shocked too they, much. I was shocked that they went about it that yeah. way. And, and he did Captain it. Universe. Yeah, and he he didn't even like have ripped clothes, but so much. Mm-hmm. But yet, then at the end, you realize it's not even the actual end of the book. But then he's killed by a spike from Kane. Well, after Kane had like gone full spider. Yeah, but he wasn't cosmically powered like a god. I mean, that's what that's what I'm trying <laughs> to say. In he other was words, the other though, right? But that's what I'm saying. It's just still one of these things of you fought with someone who has the power of a universe, and literally, and then you're killed by a thorny needle of well, they, a they, spider. They, they never said that they couldn't die. No, I'm not saying that they couldn't die. I'm just saying that but it's fact, it's just too much. Especially it, when you know how powerful Captain Universe is, right? You know, from you know from that world, it's like really. Well, I guess you can say that he caught him by surprise because that's the only reason that he got him was because he was holding on to him and sucked the life force out. It's it's again, it's too much. Yeah. It it's just too that, much to back from it. I think yeah. that's where where I started to feel like, uh, and and you understand why Solus wasn't able to come back, right? In in uh, Scarlet Spiders, well, they destroy. Well, it's not about. I mean, they they tell you in the story. They tell you why they they they, they stopped the machine. Yeah, right. They, didn't you read Spider Verse? I did, but, but if you read Scarlet Spider, you but, should actually see how But it if happens. I read Spider-Verse, which again is always my contention, if I can read your issues, I should know everything that's going on in that story. I don't need to know every minutia, but I should know the basics. But and it that did have so much sweeter. But as long as I knew that that's why he couldn't come back, and I did. So I was good. I was good with why he couldn't come back, you know. Well, well, um, which, you, by the way, you, is you really to good. The, but, right, <laughs> but by the way, that's begging to the, the people out there. Um, the... Moreland and his family, they have, they basically have just basically a bunch of genetic clones waiting to go whenever they die. It's just kind of like um, uh, the sixth, uh, what is it, sixth day? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So there was just clones ready to be inserted with the memories of the previous version and then they were ready to go again. So do you know why, though, Kane ended up on Loom World? Why he ended up on Loom World? Yeah, like why he went to Loom World. Well, he said he was going there to. He just said something like to end it once for all. In the book, they said something like he's going to just go there to fight once and for all or something like that. I forget what, what well, he see, said. If you read Scarlet Spider. And I never will. I mean, dude, but again, if it's not in the main book. Well, I, I want to hear, hear this. Here's what happens. When, in the process of them trying to right. destroy the cloning um, factory, they can't destroy the whole factory. But what they do destroy is the receiver that sends their minds to the bodies. Okay. Uh, in the process of doing that, uh, Ben Riley, Spider-Man, sacrifices himself to destroy it oh what a shame (laughs) (laughs) so scarlet uh kane uh he just like gets pissed because of that he starts like you know um little spice come out of his skin right like like giant spider hairs and he's like fuck this shit he leaves widow behind to try to save her to keep her safe and goes back goes to he said in the book that he was going there for revenge for ben yeah right 
Now, so I didn't really need to know the story, did I? <laughs> <laughs> the story wasn't interesting. <laughs> it to was you, interesting. To hear Ben Riley die is always interesting. Oh, thank God. <laughs> As, and, and I mean, I like that they threw in a different Spider-Man every once in a while. They threw in a brand new one, a brand new one here. So it, was, it made you excited to kind of read the next books. I think that worked for the book. Did, did you read um, the end uh, in uh, Spider-Woman? Uh, was it 15 or 14? Four? Um, Spider-Woman 4? F- four? 4? Four? Four? Yeah. Did you read that? Yes. The epilogue? Yes. The I epilogue. read the epilogue to the series, not to Spider-Man. Spider- Amazing Spider-Man, but in Spider-Woman right. number four. No. There's a there's an epilogue there Mm-mm. where Spider-Woman goes back because you know how the the Jessica Drew of Loom World was still there. Right. right? So she goes back and puts her, that Jessica Drew in charge of Loom World because they needed order because without the inher- inheritors there, after everything that happens... Uh, Loom World just goes into fucking chaos. Like, everyone's fighting and shit. But with okay. Jessica Drew and her, like, you know, charming ability, you know, they could keep order. Okay. So that's the whole thing. That was it? Yeah. Thank you for telling me that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> and, and now I know I have four issues. I do not need to read a Spider-Woman. And then that's also <laughs> where Spider-Woman says that she's quitting the Avengers and she's taking up a new costume. The, yeah, the, I did read that right. one, actually. I actually bought that one. Yeah. And then I realized it was drawn by Greg Land, and I was very, I was very angry. <laughs> Fool. Um, but, you know, so we bounced around a bit there. Um, um, you were talking about the different Spider-Man and stuff like that. I, like, I think at one point where even Dan Slott kind of points out a problem that was in the story from a reader point of view, at least for, for me, is that it was when, um, uh, I can't even think of how you would pronounce it in, with an Indian dialogue, but Peter Parker from India, that was Spider-Man India, right. when he's having that crisis in the book and he's just like, you know, what's the point? It all seems worthless. You know, you're telling me that we're all, I'm, I'm just a derivative of this guy. Yeah. And it's like, you know, when they try and toss it around, well, what if he's a derivative of you? And you're like, that's not clever. Um, but beyond <laughs> that, it was just like, but that's what it felt like. It's like, yeah, why am I reading about or interested in your, these other Spider-Men? You're all just some kind of derivative piece off of the Spider-Man that we care about. Yeah. Um, and I found that kind of going through the story, you know, and, and then especially by the time it goes to wrap up, um, I'll definitely, like to me, Moreland, he gave the synopsis of the ending of that book, not the epilogue, but the ending of the book when he turns and he says, how can this be happening? How can everything be unraveling so fast? Yeah, I agree with you more than I Because <laughs> it just went from we're still plodding along to and it's all over now. You know, it, it, the book yeah, just, I, it just moved too rapidly I, at the I end. I thought about this. They, most of the stories that we've been reading seem to do that where they, they build it up, they build it up, they build it up and at the very end it's like, there you go. Yeah, isn't that like um, um, Bendis's um, thing that we always complain oh, about? God, that Bendis. He, if it's a six issue series, Bendis will build it for four, and 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 not because usually it's supposed to be a build, a climax, and then the resolution. Right. And the climax usually might last two or three issues, but it's like more build for build for four issues, climax for half an issue. I was about to say he's only half, and then <laughs> and then resolution for the other um, issue and a half. Yeah. And I think that, and and I'm glad everybody else has noticed that it's one of the things that. And, it just, it just leaves you there looking at yourself in the mirror and you're like, that's it? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was just too much there. Um, I, I did enjoy um, Olivia, um, Olivia Coppell's artwork. I yes, like some of Giuseppe's, so. but did anybody notice in uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 13 when he took his hand, at, uh, when Giuseppe took his hand at drawing the baby Ben? Yeah. Oh, I'm like, dude, have you ever seen a child before? <laughs> like... <laughs> It disturbed. I would have just beaten it to death. 
<laughs> that was the most disturbing man child I had ever seen they drawn were just by some, an artist. They were just some artists you know, that in, can't draw certain things. In yeah, his defense, you'd probably beat any baby to death. <laughs> True, but that would have been the one, the first one in line. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the one that he would have had felt okay about. <laughs> yeah, I felt damn good about it. And and one of the things, though, because I want to point out, um, I, I don't know how long we were going on with this, is that talking about superior spider-man versus regular spider-man because everybody knows i enjoyed me some superior spider-man he 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 really re-rocked the universe and it seems like dan slot i mean and no it's not true but there are just times and especially within this own book where peter is the star it's like once again and you're like do you not like peter parker anymore <laughs> like you know um you know like the, except for the fact that he just suddenly made otto insane and i didn't like that by the end like that otto just kind of went off Snapped and killed the master yeah, weaver. Yeah, you know, and then was cutting all the the ties, the lines. I mean, the reasoning was fine. He was he was Otto was cutting off the um the web of life or the web of destiny, whatever you want to call it, so that he could be his own man, so that he wasn't having to follow any destiny. Which oddly enough, you would think would probably be his destiny to cut the lines. Right. Um, <laughs> Aha, Otto. Um, you know, like, but they that that just seemed like the sudden turn. I mean, he had gone from just being an impatient brain to like he just suddenly went like full-on octopus again like you know and i didn't like that because it felt like that was their way of trying to go and you won't be seeing him anymore (laughs) you know right but what i want to lead to is that of all things that made him superior and even peter had to go i don't believe that i am going to read you this quick quote because this was the best fucking speech ever given by anyone in that goddamn mask go for it when he you have Ben Riley, yes, Uncle Ben, that was a Spider-Man of what, Earth 3145, which was the post-apocalyptic Earth by that point. Which is the who, only Earth the inheritors couldn't go to. Yeah, and that they, uh, we, I'll get that to that moment. But uh, he, he gave up being Spider-Man soon after May died and that Peter had died because he didn't do enough and blah, blah, blah. So basically that world was without a Spider-Man for most of its time. Uh, and now that they had Ben, they needed him for whatever reason. They needed that extra bit of help. They never really explained that. Um, he didn't want to do it. He was scared. He was afraid. He, you know, was just, I, I'm not doing this. So Peter is about to give his, his Uncle Ben of a parallel universe an inspiration speech when Otto just steps in yeah. and he just says, quote, you're a pathetic old man. You're afraid to fail again? Tough. I've lost more times than I've ever won. And every damn time I got back up. That's all that matters. When victory is easy, it's cheap. Every fight that's ever been worth fighting has been against adversity against a so-called unbeatable foe, but there is no such thing. Every enemy has a weakness. You just have to find it once. You just have to win one time. Say it. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Superior <laughs> Spider-Man. Yes. Oh, boy. Well, but one thing I'll say about, because you said, you know, it seems like Dan Slott doesn't like Peter Parker. One thing I've noticed that, um, and, res- and it's funny because people don't like wrestling and wrestlers don't like comic books, but the funny thing is they're very similar. They're very similar. And when they talk about writing for wrestling, a lot of wrestlers will say they like playing a villain or a heel more so than a, a fa- what they call a baby face or a hero because you, you have a lot more options. You can have a lot more fun. Most actors prefer playing villains than heroes. Yeah. So it's just funny how, you know, when you say that about Dan Slum, I'm like, well, that makes, that makes a lot of sense because with, with that, you're not pigeonholed into, well, Peter Parker wouldn't do this. Or he wouldn't say this. Or he wouldn't go across this line. You could mess around with right. it and kind of you but know the nice part is though it wasn't like this is like the villain i mean otto was our hero and he did a good job of being a hero he was <laughs> just oh you're not gonna fuck me twice <laughs> <laughs> this is just like no 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 you put your hand up my dress without me asking you the first time you're not going back again <laughs> you know all right it's, so it was interesting how at the very end he got his revenge even though he didn't know he got it which what 
when he uh, when he killed the Master Weaver. Oh right. And then it turns out that Karn is the Master Weaver again, and he's like, "I will get you." When when he's throwing them back into his his proper time. Right. And then Karn is like, "You've already done. Remember, you killed me already." Yeah. <laughs> that's very true. That is very true. That, that that was very interesting. Now now question is, um, do you? I mean, with the how did you like the way they resolved? The Morlunes, because the thing about the Morlunes is that they're eternal and that they can't die, and you know, and they have these clones that come, or they can't die, but they have clones. they can't die, but they have these clones that come back, um, and they don't have that anymore. So they literally can die now. Yeah. Well, yeah, no. well no, because remember they 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 can die, but their consciousness will still go into that crystal. Right. So the, that was, and it. that crystal is wherever that crystal is now, because. Yeah. Oh, they threw it. He threw it into Mayday. Did yeah. with her weird morals. Like her morals made no sense throughout the. I'm going to kill you all, and then at the very last moment, she's about to. I mean, literally, she's about to kill him, and something happens. Oh, you're right. We shouldn't kill. And then she's like, "But then you can go fetch this." And then she throws it. I'm like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" She's a woman. Like, oh, spider hormones too. What the hell is going on with Maybe you? Maybe she's spider pregnant. She is a teenager, so I guess she is a teenager. That's, that's yeah. very true. Good, good it, observation. It was just, it was just it, so over, all over the place. I was just getting annoyed. Just like teenager. <laughs> there was one. What was it? Uh, I think one. I think it was an Edge of Spider Verse where they introduce Miles Morales and Widow. Mm-hmm. They make them look so small in in the art there like right they, they look like younger than what they are but then in scarlet spiders widow looks like she's freaking black widow right like her yeah, body yeah. like i'm like what the hell's going on it's just called like, artists and, and with mayday also they do the same thing it's the artist and that's and that's one of the things that always gets me and you know i mean yeah i'm no you know big time artist but i'm like you know if your job is to be an artist it's like being a writer like i always say like if you can't write something you shouldn't be writing it it doesn't mean you shouldn't be writing at all maybe you shouldn't be writing that right so if you can't draw a teenage body and you're supposed to be drawing a teenage body well, maybe you should rethink that assignment yeah. <laughs> you know we'll do some research they, they yeah. did the same with gwen also uh, spider yeah. gwen um, what do we think about spider gwen uh in there like uh at first I, you know you knew that peter was gonna have to be like oh it's gwen and, you know like and at the first round or so, I was forgiving of it. Then it just got old fast with the whole protecting thing. Yeah. But then what got me is the way they resolve it is she's never met because she has no goblin in her world. Right. She's fighting. No, no, she did have a goblin. I think. Oh, I thought it said that she didn't. I thought when she, she was did. fighting, them, she didn't know what they were. Yeah. No, she she had the goblin, and then the goblin was the one that killed Peter. Oh, I thought she didn't know what they oh, were wait, when they right. were attacking. See, that's why I thought it had happened in that world. But then when they were attacking, I thought she didn't know what they were that was coming, and I thought someone told her. These are the goblins or something like that. No, she was like, it, it "Oh, because Peter died." She said, uh, "Peter died uh, because of the goblin, and the, the goblin also." I think she killed the goblin. Oh, okay. Whichever way it was, but so you know, he's you know been doing this whole like trying to be protective, and she's like, you know, you're really getting annoying with it, kind of a thing. But he shows up. They're under attack by tons of goblins. She's been kicking ass all over the place, and then she just takes down this one goblin while he's looking, and then he's kind of like, "Yeah, that proved it." I'm like, go fuck yourself, dude. She's been proving it all issue long. She's been doing just fine. I knew once they introduced Spider Gwen, I knew, and we were talking about this before the podcast. Yeah. I knew that they were gonna um, give her her own series. Yeah. Oh, well, she had already had her own series. Or no, that's, no, I'm sorry, that's right because we were behind on the story. Right, she right. had it out of that. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just one of those things of I'm sure they'll tell a decent tale, but I don't care that Gwen Stacy is Spider Woman. Like, and, and I don't care. And spoilers, Peter Porker plays her um she has some kind of, like like i don't know if she has a psychotic break but she's fighting somebody and she i think she's fighting the vulture and she she hits her head and she has peter porker as her conscience and she's talking to something that's not there oh wow okay <laughs> he, they, they, they did a good job with him he was fun he's fun he was a lot of fun peter I mean, and they left fun. him fun yeah yes. you know. they're, they're, is that an animated pig yeah and what of it <laughs> <laughs> 
they and they made him so not like Peter Parker, which yeah. made him really really cool. But do you know his actual origin? Um, I remember you told me once off podcast, obviously before the podcast. I what, actually, I don't know if we did talk about this before. Um, did you know Ralph? No. He was. What do you think his origin would be? I don't know. He was a farm pig, and then he had a spider that came down. It was like shark. Which is exactly what you would imagine. You know his thing. Turns out that he was a spider that was bitten by May Porker, and then became a half human. I mean, half pig, half spider hybrid. Really? Stop. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh my. That's pretty God. cool, isn't it? <laughs> That's funny. Well, well, that that book. Like, I was, I was telling my wife last night that um, it's weird to say that out loud. Um, I was telling my wife last night about Peter Porker. She's like, really? They had a book like that? Because I was looking over the the um, I was looking over the material just to kind of do some studying, and she sees she goes, "Is that a pig dressed as Spider Man?" Like, yeah, it's a great thing, right? She's like, "Sure." <laughs> Spider ham, spider ham. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Homer was way behind the times because I think they came out around like eighty two, eighty three. I think eighty three is when eighty uh, three. Yeah, and when I was in grade school out. when it came out, and I was really excited to get it. And my my father's like, "Why?" <laughs> but I mean, um, just to go back to it, I mean, Peter. They use Peter Porker really well. I feel like some of the characters, like um, they use um, Superior Spider Man really well. Oh yeah, um, I like Spider Punk. And it's really weird that it's really funny. I kept thinking, why is it that they're making a big deal about Spider-Man? Like, not big deal. I mean, but that, like, he didn't get killed. Right. Like, because, you know, they just randomly seem to kill other Spider-Men that we have seen before. Bruce Banner. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, the Bruce Banner Spider-Man. Um, but we've seen others die that we've seen in other, you know, things before. So that, I was just like, you know, I wonder why they didn't kill that one. So then I had to do research because I had never heard him because he's not that old yet. It's pretty recent um, that, that uh, Spider-Punk has been around. Um, he's Hobart Brown. And like all the comic book worlds do, his last name is Brown. So what does that mean? He's brown also. He's African-American, yes. of course. Because that's the only way we can identify them by their last names. Oh, um, like so, Black Manta? Go ahead. Yeah, There's go ahead. a really good Spider-Verse with him in it. Right. But I'm just saying, though, is that um, the point was that I'm like, when I found out that he was a black man, I'm like, ah, now I see why they... Have, that why he survived. Right. They want to be able to like we've got a racial diverse Spider Man. We're in like DC and kill kill the black people. Oh no, wait, but you killed Goliath <laughs> right away, right away. In uh, in uh, in his Spider Verse story, mm-hmm. that you see him facing up against in his world, President Norman Osborn. Yes, yes. See, yeah. I know a lot of things without and, reading those damn stories. <laughs> <laughs> and they've he's like weaponized Venom. So, like, all the police have a Venom symbiote. Wow. Okay. Even the dogs have a Venom symbiote. Mm-hmm. So, they're about to fight. So, they have, like, his version of the Avengers. So, you see, like, a, a like a rundown kind of punk, a Captain America with a shield and a, an Iron Man and sort of, like, a Hulk kind of guy. And then you see Spider-Man or Spider-Punk on a, on a big, like, double, double-decker bus. Yeah. Packed with speakers. And he has his axe, his, his, uh, his, his, his guitar. Yeah. And you see them just coming, running at him, and he's just... Wailing on the He's got the spider jam going. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. Um, before we wrap up, I wanted to ask something real quick. Um, before we talk about the resolution, what I was going to ask about was, oh shoot, I forgot. My goodness, because we were talking about the different universes, Spider Man. Yes. That's right. We talked about certain Spider Man dying. Okay, oh, that's what it was. How did you feel about um, Spider Man's um, robot coming into play and playing a, a, a <laughs> part? Yeah. Oh my god. When when they just showed up, when the three uh, spider the Japanese Spider Man um, showed up, I was just like, wait, okay, one I I still don't know who he is, which I 
I think he's a newer Spider-Man. The I other one from, was I think uh, from, the, from the Japanese books, right? And then one of them was Spider-Man J, which was that little black and white one. Mm-hmm. That, that one, Spider-Man J, and I've kind of seen him before because he's ancient old. But then when I was like, well, the third one has to be the Takuya <laughs> Yamashiro. I was like, yes. And when they were like, and he's got this. And they were like that giant ass Voltron looking robot. I'm like, yep. yeah, baby. <laughs> Did you like the way they used it in the book? Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it's, it's about as much as you could use it. because. But I was really surprised they didn't have him pull out the sword. Because the sword is what killed every monster in one shot in every episode of Sopada-Man. <laughs> <laughs> It was cool though. In uh, in Spider Man twenty ninety nine, you see him and Lady Spider <coughs> mm-hmm. go to the safe zone and see that everyone's dead. They find the robot and they bring it back to Spider Lady's uh, okay. Earth, and then there they get attacked by Norman Osborn and Doctor Octopus and the Scorpion. And you know, with with Spider Man twenty nine uh, ninety help, they dispatch him real quick, right? Because then he's like, it was funny too, because like he um. He hurts one of them so bad, he's like, listen, if you guys are going to stay here, I'm going to fucking kill you, right? <laughs> That's what's going to happen if you guys stay here. So they're like, you know what? Fuck it. We're gone. We're gone. We're leaving. So they run away, but they leave most of their tech. So with, with the tech, you see them, they're, st- they're continuing to, to rebuild the robot. They're like, wow. Um, with this uh, technology that they have, it's actually going to make rebuilding this robot a whole lot easier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is, which is why they brought him back. Yeah, that was funny though. Actually, it was because no, but they brought him back to Lady Spiders. Lady Spider is like a steampunk kind of. Era. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Um, how did you like the way it was resolved? Because what were we left at the end of this? What were we left? Um, what was the result of this series? Oh, this is actually bringing the whole thing with Secret Wars because they made a hint to it when they, uh, after uh, Superior Spider Man gets sent back. You see that uh, Master Weaver, well, the new Master Weaver, Karn, saying, um, Spider UK, I can't send you back. Your universe, doesn't, your reality doesn't exist anymore. Right. Because in, in, in uh, I don't know, I think it was in one of the Edge of Spider-Verse that Spider UK discovers what's going on. And then um, he goes to the British, the, um, was the British Corps? What is it called? Oh, the the uh, Captain Britain Corps. Captain Britain Corps. He goes to the the Captain Britain Corps homeworld, and he tells them what's going on with the Spider Man. But they're like, "Listen, we can't deal with that right now because we have some group that's destroying entire realities." Right. And that's why he feels so bad that his reality's gone. So I'd have been like, "Thank God I wasn't there." And, and <laughs> you can see that's what's going on with uh, the whole Secret Wars. That's that's, right. that's coming up. Well, okay. this was very much their test drive for Secret yeah. Wars. Not that they weren't going to go through it no matter what happened, but. Yeah. But you can see that like each reality is probably going to be driven out of existence because of this people. Right. Right. Yeah. My, my only fear, and I, we were talking about this uh, before you got here today, Ralph, is that I was saying to the Cap, is, is that, yeah, I mean, you know, like, like the Spider-Men that are left over that were kind of cool, like the Spider-Punk or, you know, uh, you know, Gwen Stacy, who's already Spider-Woman. But we have Jessica Drew that's already Spider-Woman. Then we have Jessica Drew that's already Black Widow. And we have Ultimate Spider-Man. I mean, like, you know. Spider-Men are still alive, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, so that you have... All these Spider-Men, so are they just going to get rid of them all now or or what? Because it's just Spider-Man. No matter what little twist you put to it, I don't want 20 different Spider-Men of some variety hanging around because also it's like, well... Hanging around. Yeah. But I'm bum. <laughs> um, so, like, does that mean that, you know, they're all going to be in New York? 
and just like you know just suddenly that's just gonna be the way criminals are apprehended or like by webbing you know like you know it's you know one spider-man goes out with each team of avengers you know like you know or are they going to be spread around the universe my, my point is that it's just like with um i was saying with dc the fact that we have barry allen flash we have jay garrick flash we have wally west flash we have bart allen flash we even have max mercury hanging around there wow. you know and it's like that's five flashes in one freaking universe and what do they all do they all run fast I mean, you know, you take the little bits here and there, but they're all Whoa. Spider-Man. One you know? run, one runs faster than the other. Yeah, but that's about it, and that literally <laughs> is it. It's like Barry runs the fastest. Yep. What makes that <laughs> shirt different than the other shirt? It's bluer. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. What if I wash it a few times? Well, then it won't be as blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and that's the thing with Spider-Man. It's like, yeah, I mean, I was saying before, like when when they introduced the original Spider-Woman, um, Jessica Drew. It's there was no other other spider like person. So you had Spider Man. So yeah, of course, naturally because of the way comic book worlds go, you needed a female version. And she wasn't a female version of Spider Man. She just happened to have the same type of name. Because yeah. yeah, she stuck to walls. That was it. Right. Like she, she didn't have pheromone. spider sense. She had, she had the, the pheromone, pheromone thing yeah. going on. She had the, the venom blast, and she could glide. And Spider Man couldn't do that. Yeah. You know. So she literally only had one thing in common with Spider Man besides her name, which is that she could stick to walls. She's like, uh, and well, I mean, and super strength, of course. You know. She's like covert operative Spider Man. Right. She's pretty good with that. Yeah. And you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 Cap? no, no. Go oh, ahead. I was about to say, like, you know, but then now you have, you have Aram, you have Anya Corazon, who's mm-hmm. Spider Girl, and I mean, right. I don't know what her difference is besides that she can read really obscure spider-like languages. Yeah. <sighs> it's yeah, that was a thrilling part to the story. She's more in touch with the spider totem. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what that means, but it still seems like you... Because she doesn't have natural webbing, you know? And also, how is it that getting bitten by the spider gives Peter no webbing and gives Cindy Moon webbing? And right. now we, by the way, have Cindy Moon, who is just Spider-Man that's just faster than him, and she has long-range spider sense, so basically she's clairvoyant. Or she's, uh, I'm sorry, she's, um, what's the word I want? Uh, to see the future. Um, she's precognitive. Yeah. Right. To a, to a limited degree, but she's precognitive. So I'm like, so you basically have another spider woman. You have spider girl. They all have webbing. They all stick to walls. They're all strong. You, know, you have another spider woman. You know, it's Maybe in Secret War, some of them die. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can only hope, and it's not being mean, but it's just, I have Kane. Who we thought died or hoped would die, of course. By the way, that's the thing out of Spider-Verse. Nothing happened to any of the Spider-Men. Right. Of worth. Like, in other words, all the well, 616 Spider-Men are all still alive. Yep. You know. The six-armed Spider-Man is dead. Yeah. Well, no, a ton of them die. I'm talking about of 616. So, talking about our universe. Right. Our, our, like, in other words, you would think that this would have been a perfect time to weed through. Well, well uh, Anya Corazon stays in Loom World. Right, but with, she's still alive. With Spider-UK. Right, she's still alive. It can always come back. Yeah, you know, it's well, just, she, she even said, it, it's, "It's not like I'm going anywhere. I got portals. I can always right. be back." Yeah. And how do we feel about the way they, the, what they did to the Morlun family? And they left them in, in a, what, what Earth was that? Uh, three one four five. Three one four five. The post-apocalyptic, highly radioactive world, which apparently you can survive if you just swing fast enough and make it to the bunker. Yeah. Somehow, radiation doesn't seem to affect you if you swing really quickly. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a person. Cancer can't catch me. <laughs> Wow, that's bad. Quickly, Spider-Man, off to the side. Cancer's to your right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're forced to eat uh, mutated spiders. Mutated spiders in order to live. It's just, it was stupid. I mean, it it was one of those where it's once again the whole where Spider-Man we don't kill, but Kane just killed Solas. Well, okay, we don't kill after we kill the most yeah. dangerous of all of them. Then right. we just don't kill. It's just stupid. I mean, I get that it's the Spider-Man thing. I would have been happier like if he had like I think a great ending to that because again I'm tired of the Morlun thing. It's if they're this dangerously powerful to them, 
Yeah. It's just stupid to, as a writer, I'm not talking about me and Peter Parker had to kill right. them. I mean, as a writer, it's like you had your big thrill. You're not going to give me another interesting Moreland story ever. Not ever. It, it just won't happen. You've, you've done it. You pulled out your biggest trick now. You know, you, you, you unzipped. You gave me the biggest stick you had. And, you know, <laughs> I'm not stroking it again. <laughs> you know. You know. Sounds more like a flashback than, than a warning. I'm telling you. No, uh, but no, you know what I'm saying is that so that I would have been happy if it ended just the way it did, for instance, with them, like, you know, cowering in Sims Tower on Earth 3145 and then seeing you name whatever random, not, not even anyone's important, just some random Spider-Man from parallel universes that are like, oh, yeah, you fucked up our people. Take them outside where they're vulnerable, obviously, because then it makes something, and then just kill them. Like, just start beating them to death. And then you'd have been like, yes, these Spider-Men are wrong because, and then they'll be in spider universes that are destroyed with, uh, with Super Wars. Yep. So we don't have to worry about the morality of Spider-Men killing people. These were Spider-Men we've never seen or known before. They did the damage. Now they don't exist anymore. And I think that actually would have been a much more satisfying end after watching all those Spider-Men viciously murdered by these, this, the Inheritors. You or, know? or if they even wanted to do it in a clean way, they can somehow write it in that... Uh, they turn the, their, the inheritors' powers against each other. They oh, dra- they drain go. each other, and then their constant their consciousness just go into each each uh, crystals, right. and they just collect the crystals and put them somewhere right. where no one can use them. Or right. when they started destroying universes, you throw them in that universe, and somehow <laughs> the universe gets destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know it was going to that one. <laughs> oh, that thread I had no idea what this thread was about. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> they could do that right now. They just they have them in the post apocalyptic world, just be like, whoops. I was trying to cut my hair. I cut the web. My bad. <laughs> my bad. All right. <laughs> Ratings. How are we going to rate the series known as Spider-Verse? And not the ancillary titles, but just Spider-Verse itself. Ralph? I give Spider-Verse a 7 out of 10 webs, I guess. Webs of fate, loom, or whatever you want to call them. Crappy, whatever, strands of web. Or whatever. That rating was just like reading the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see how good I did that, right? All right. <laughs> Mike? Um, I just give it a six. I can't wait to see Goose Rider <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. And I'm going to turn around and give it. And it's funny because I had the rating and I said, it'd be interesting if I fall in the middle. And guess what I do? Six and a half universes of Spider-Man that haven't been destroyed out of 10. What a surprise. What a surprise. Cap in the middle. Yeah, (laughs) Politician all the way there. That's right. Yeah, vote for me. I kiss babies. Oh, by the way, just uh, because I I mentioned that just for the fun of it, but uh, in Earth uh, 8311, where Peter Porker is from, you know, they were the other superheroes and villains, whatever, but there is Captain America. Yes. There's the Goose Rider, which I just love that name. (laughs) There's Masquito, or Magsquito, I should say. Iron Mouse, Doctor Doom, and Deer Devil. I, I, I would love to just see that. What's that clippity cloppy on the roof, dear? <laughs> I think it's Deer Devil. <laughs> so there you have it. Spider-Verse. Something that is not as bad as Infinity, that miniseries, but you oh. know what? <laughs> or Trinity Wars. Or, or we can keep going on and on. But, you know, I mean, it's not. it wasn't like um, Infinity Gauntlet. So we'll be back with more. Meanwhile, 22 pages later, as I try to figure out which Spider-Verse would I belong to. Stand back! There's a hurricane coming through! Hey comic fans, Shine and Bosch here. If you also happen to be into larger life heroes and tights, aka professional wrestling, then head on over to 4lifepodcast.com for the latest and greatest in the world of wrestling. 
Boshing myself thinking behind the scenes to past and present with all your top wrestling promotion and news. So listen, visit 4lifepodcast.com, download us on iTunes or Stitcher, and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at 4lifepodcast. Because when you listen to your podcast, you listen to it for life. Now back to the cap, Ralph the Tech, and Mike the Finance Guy. Meanwhile, 22 pages later. All right, all right. Welcome back to the second half. And now we're going to talk about what could have been. There have been many superhero and supervillain teams throughout the years. I mean, a bunch of them. Some good, some not. And most of these teams have had at least one or two leaders that are pretty recognizable. For example, the X-Men have had Cyclops and Storm. The Avengers have had Captain America. Uh, JLA has had Superman. Um, obviously, some, Superman has he actually led the JLA? Well, I think people kind of, in, um, you know, and I mean, maybe, no, you could be right. I'm asking. No, I'm saying maybe, maybe, I could, maybe I'm wrong because I always think Super Friends, and I think people kind ah, of inferred right. that he was the leader because they're like, you know, great Scott, do this. So, pretty sure, <laughs> yeah, he was the leader. Batman let him think that. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> Batman was too busy telling Robin where to go. <laughs> Quickly, Robin to the bedroom. <laughs> but. Oh, damn, hold on. What happened? They're doing it. There we go. All that for that? Well, it's because I had to. I remember I shut it down to turn off. I hear excuses. That's all I hear. All right. All right. So, are you talking again? Okay. Oh. Oh, that gnome is going at it. It's funny you said gnome. I was going to say midgets, and that would have got me in more trouble. <laughs> and now we apologize to all those. Oh, wow. Teams. We haven't had an apology in a while. Okay. Okay. So, like we were talking about, there's all these teams, and there's usually these leaders that we recognize, but these teams sometimes have a member or members that have characteristics of a good leader. So now I ask the Meanwhile 22 Pages Later crew who is a character that belonged to a team that you felt or that you feel could have? Or should have been leader, and why? I'll go first. Oh, okay. I think uh, you're look look at you leading in like. Oh, <laughs> you already gave me the taste of first, so might as well just let me do oh, it. Oh, he was going to complain if you had said his <laughs> right. name. Why it gotta be me? <laughs> I wish we had those. I wish we had those conversations recorded <laughs> behind the scenes of Meanwhile Twenty Two. You know what? Fuck it. I'll go first. Oh, no, you can go I, second. I, I can go second. Yes. Okay. Man, I'm, sl- I'm sloppy seconds now. Damn. What does right. that? What does that even mean for me? <laughs> <laughs> Throw away for last. <laughs> Throw away thirds. Throw away right. thirds. <laughs> All right. So not even tight anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Press something, please. Press anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And Mike once again gets us on the FCC board of <laughs> podcasts that won't make it past the podcast apocalypse. <laughs> They're killing us off. You know when they when they regulate podcasts, we're done. I'm just saying. Don't worry about it. The I'm Meanwhile just... 22 Pages Act. <laughs> oh, we're famous now. <laughs> well, of course, a black guy and two Spanish guys. Yeah, of course we're in trouble. <laughs> All right, so Ralph, I'll take care of it. I'll just run them over with my tank. Oh, it's an apocalypse, right? Yeah. So. Oh boy, <laughs> have a tank. All right, so who, who? What were you gonna say, Ralph? All right, so the the person I think that should have been a team leader of a pretty good team is a very underrated guy. Now this guy, he's super cool, very funny. And I should say, very good with the ladies. Now, we all know who I'm talking about. I'm not a superior character. <laughs> <laughs> no. And obviously, you're not on that much drugs. 
<laughs> oh, now he's on a roll. Look at him. He's all warmed up from Spider-Verse. He's ready to go. Oh, yeah. No, the person who I'm talking about is Deadpool. What? Yes. I think Deadpool <laughs> should have been... Can we the- just not have this <laughs> podcast anymore? <laughs> I want to hear his reasoning. It's kind of like when a parent watches their kid get in trouble. Like, I want to know why they did this. Why are you saying Deadpool? All right. Deadpool should have been the leader of the X-Men at one point. You know why? Why? Because he's just so freaking awesome. His his villains will never be able to touch him or anything because he's so goddamn unpredictable. And if he teaches that to the X-Men, then they would be unpredictable too. Granted, they might be kind of psychotic. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But because of Deadpool's... uh, questionable morality he has no problem killing people so if you know anyone just goes up against him he'll be like hey that's kind of a weird superhero team oh i I never said superhero i said x-men they are heroes are they yes are they really uh yes again and again all right (laughs) i'll say this i mean you know what i mean as long as cyclops isn't leading them with his 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 damn his damn back and forth self get off cyclops please almost every x-men has killed has he found another clone of gene to get on him (laughs) so 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 my thing is in this x-men team do you predict that it would be like people like storm or people like you know beast that would call him on his bullshit or would it be a bunch of x-men that Aren't either strong enough to um, fight Deadpool or crazy enough to join him? Like I'm Saber Pixie Sh- and Maggot. <laughs> wow, I was I was gonna say um, I was gonna say Jubilee and Sabretooth, but okay. Oh. <laughs> really, you think Sabretooth would put up with that? He's gonna be Dazzler with him too. Oh, my oh. girl does not. She's classy. She's a classy bitch. <laughs> and, and we and we and there's some Deadpool. Wait, hold on. No, no, she's classy, and we can see her in what book? Right. <laughs> She's around. She's She's very selective. (laughs) She's around the outskirts of time. She's like Superboy Prime. (laughs) So, um, so do you think that he would be able to lead like the regular X Men, or would it have to be like the reject X Men? Like, let's say all of them are captured and they had like you know, um, like I said, Sabretooth and maybe like Feral and you know Wolfsbane. All right, if we have the regular X Men. But their memories have been wiped, so they don't know that he's not the leader. What the fuck? Is this like an episode of, of Teen Titans Go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you say Deadpool. Yeah, so it would be it would be hilarious just to watch him like ordering people around. And then he just like have has his huge ego in the way. Okay. It's like, you know, it's like, go do this, and then he just comes out of nowhere and just does it himself. I think it'd be more like Inspector Gadget where um Inspector Gadget thinks he knows what he's doing, but it's really Penny behind everything. Yeah. You have some X-Men kind of like, you know, really having, you know, like, the like, leader of the group. Like the marionette, he's the puppet. Right. <laughs> so so maybe that'll work. So if Marvel steals that idea, we know that they're listening, which is awesome. That's just, I, that's, I would be happy. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> if that's all that Marvel learned from listening to this podcast about what to change, <laughs> I will be so upset. <laughs> that's when you know they only listen to the Ralph. <laughs> Which explains a lot about Secret Wars, first of all. Oh, man. That, There's what, a tank coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. I'm not even going to go into that. <laughs> all right. Well done. All right. Um, the person and the team that I think would be a good fit. Um, you, I was going to go X-Men also, but I feel like with X-Men, it was a lot. It was very difficult because there have been a number of leaders. There, you know, there was Rogue. There was Cyclops. There was Storm. There was um, Havoc at one point. They, they've done so many different types of leaders. And don't forget Professor X. Well, yeah, but you know, it was his team. It was his team. It right. was named after him. Yeah, he didn't. What the hell is his money? <laughs> True, it is his money. <laughs> He's but, not important. But I felt like the X Men were, uh, were were a little difficult, so I chose something a little bit easier and something that I'm familiar with. I went with, with the Fantastic Four. 
Okay. Now, when I told, I was telling Gigi this. It's the uh, robot, right? What? Herbie the robot? Herbert? I don't know. <laughs> I think a, per, a person that would have been a great leader, and it's not Johnny Storm. Dr. Doom? Not Dr. Doom. Ben. Jennifer Walters. She-Hulk. Why not the impossible man? No. Because <laughs> he's annoying. Oh, my God. He's like Deadpool, but like with more powers. <laughs> but no, I, I think Jennifer Walters would have been a great leader for the Fantastic Four. Now, I'll be honest with you. I'm sure this has nothing to do with his fantasies of being with Jen Walters as She-Hulk. Hey, but let's six, just go on and you're, find out. You're six foot two, six foot three, and you're all green and have a body like that, and you can I speak articulately. she's way taller than that, isn't she? Yeah. She's, oh, it, she's like seven. I was, trying, I was trying to give me a shot. <laughs> <laughs> trying to give me a shot. I'm, I'm only five blind. You should be happy. You'll, I think you're at boob level with her. Hey, if, I, if, if, I'm, if, I'm at, if I'm at eye level with her hips, I'm good. <laughs> but, easy access. Or she could crush me, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah crack. And there it goes. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about the fact that she's really smart. She's, she's a combination of, of almost all the characters, or at least of Ben and um, Reed. Because okay. Reed now Reed is smart on on obviously a ridiculous scale, ridiculous level. I even thought about making. Um, well, it doesn't the, mean he's not there. It just means that she's leading. That's team. what I'm yeah, thinking. Right. But I'm assuming know, that's what you meant. But like, I say even if you have Reed out of the equation, if you have the Invisible Girl, a Human Torch, and the Thing, you still have two guy, two people on that team who are pretty smart. Because the Thing's pretty smart. Wait, which two are those? The thing. The thing. Who, they say the thing is he's not he's not as smart as Richards. I mean, he's a good pilot, but I mean, so, I never thought of any of them inventing anything. Yeah. Well, well, she I mean, Hulk is six seven. Six seven. Ooh. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Thank you, Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> and she weighs seven hundred pounds. So good luck with that. Wow. <laughs> I didn't say I'm lifting her. I said I'm fucking her. What the hell? <laughs> I want to do the reverse cowgirl. No. <laughs> <laughs> now that's Hulk smash to another level. <laughs> But yeah, I really think that Jennifer Walters, um, she had a short, a short stint in um, the Fantastic Four during the Burn run. That's she was written very well during the Burn. Run. Oh my God, Burn, Burn knew how to write She Hulk very well. Yeah, I mean, and also the fact that you make her the Hulk, but you make her intelligent, and you you make her smart, sarcastic. Um, and she wasn't overly sarcastic by that point. Right. She was still, she was still because a lot of it, she was a lawyer. Well, I mean, well, not not that. What I mean is that it was kind of like how comedians, like you know, are kind of working through their own issues through comedy. It was a little bit of that because she. She was confident by that point in being She-Hulk. Like she, she felt good, and that, cause that's when she started dressing like sexier. Yeah, because she finally accepted. Like she goes, you know what? This is what I look like. Right. You know. But at the same time, she still, I think, it wasn't a hundred percent. Like she still was a little bit like you know, she could still be made to feel kind of crappy about being a six foot seven green woman. You know. Which I'm okay with, by the way. <laughs> so I'm just saying that. <laughs> Gigi, you know what you're wearing for Halloween now. <laughs> <laughs> So Gigi, I bought you a gamma accelerator, so I'm just going to bombard you with rays. And we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, I really thought that, you know, there could have been other leaders of the Fantastic Four. And anytime they ever had another leader, it's been a whole different team. Like, they've done different teams. Like, when they had, um, I forgot what run was it, when it was, uh, Dr. Doom actually led the team at one point. Yeah, I'm sure that went well. Yeah. Well, let's just let Dr. Doom lead our team. <sighs> well, they were going into the negative zone, and it was Crystal, Human Torch, the She Thing, and the Thing. Wow. And then Doctor Doom, I think something happened to Johnny, so Doctor Doom took on the helm, and they were going on, they were going through the negative zone. Yeah, that I don't even want to know why that story exists. Or the he's other, our greatest enemy. He's tried to kill us at every turn. Or the other Fantastic. What are we, Force, the X Men? Oh my god. <laughs> or the other Fantastic Four story, which is um, where they have another leader, which is Spider Man, Ghost Rider, the Hulk, and Wolverine. 
when the um, did somebody just have a dartboard bunch of names <laughs> and just had nothing to do with it? It was ninety two, yep. ninety three. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the time you missed, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> so you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna infiltrate Marvel and DC and into their writer's office and see if that dartboard does exist. Gotta, <laughs> it does. I'm guaranteed. Just take a picture. Don't even pull it down. Just take a picture just so we can see. Like, and we were right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my vote is for Jennifer Walters to be the leader of the Fantastic Four and Reed could still stay on the team, but I don't know who I would get rid of. I'll be honest with you. I don't know which, because it's four. Well, couldn't it just be she's the leader and she sends the four of them out? No. I Aww. think I think Reed could be that person back at base and I think he could. it could be the thing, Human Torch. Invisible Woman and um, She Hulk. Wow, that, uh, that's why no, you know. It's not bad. And, and now you tip the scales. You have two guys, two girls. You know, and, and, and a woman of color. <laughs> yeah, color. <laughs> I'm a woman of color. You're white. <laughs> <laughs> well, not now. <laughs> all right, all right. So, Mike, what you got? Um, I didn't have a lot to go on. I, I was thinking about different teams, but I couldn't think of anyone that grabbed me that much. So. I went for a default team, and I just said, the Teen Titans. Okay. I'm sick and tired of these Batman-like characters leading shit. Especially Robin. <laughs> Kiss my ass. And then Nightwing. What? Yeah. Nightwing knows what he can do. Pucker what? it up. What? <laughs> yeah. You're, you're lucky there's a table between us. <laughs> Nightwing can just kiss the old brown, hairy spider. Wow. <laughs> and for the kids who don't know what that is at home, it's none of your business. Ask your mommy and daddy. <laughs> You need a Brazilian, bro. A Brazilian. You need a Brazilian. <laughs> but um, so I was thinking of that team, and I was trying to think of who would lead it. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, I'm like, they really wouldn't have a lot of good luck going on no matter who led it. But I said, hey, maybe they should just all die anyway. Um, <laughs> so at first I was thinking maybe Raven. And then I'm like, no, they'll just all get kidnapped left and right. <laughs> That's what she does best. <laughs> She's this amazingly powerful creature that just gets kidnapped by everybody, you know. Um and then I was, then, you know, Beast Boy is not even a reality. It's like Deadpool or, or Impossible Man. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I think they would just turn on him and kill him. <laughs> and, you know, Cyborg, it's like, you know, I mean, yes, he's part machine, but then, you know, they would get that minority discount, though. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, so then I was thinking, why not, why not Wonder Girl? Why not Donna Troy? Wow. Okay. She's very reasonable. You know, she's, she, you know, she was raised by the Amazons. You know, she knows, you know, she knows, she has a good head on her shoulder. Um, and she was, she was a pretty smart woman. I thought that she, she would actually, and maybe she was kind of like leader in absence in Robin's, you know, I, I think, think she, she may was, have been. Yeah. I'm not sure though, because I'm, I'm not a huge reader. I know a lot about their stories, but I, I was never a regular reader of theirs. But I thought she would be good. Like I said, I mean, you know, I'll just say she does have a good head on her shoulders. She, you know, she, I think this is, of course, back with, uh, in what I like to refer to as real DC land, back where like Wonder Woman and, you know, was actually an emissary that tried to be peaceful. Yes, she fought. I know that screws of people were thinking that she's peaceful and fighting, but, you know, she fought. She wasn't murdering people. You know, she was trying to, to build a better world. And that's where Donna Troy was raised under that kind of thing until was, they, you know, redid her history a billion times. Was she related to Helen? Uh, Helen of Troy? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm yeah. looking for it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's funny. I mean, I know that um, Troy... Um, one of one, you know my cousin loves Donna Troy, but they keep like excluding her out of the universe. They well, yeah, well they they exclude her forever, and I, they just they just have screwed with her history to the point that she's just unbearable now. Like you know, like eventually they made it that she had been cursed through time to, in some kind of way, so that she just kept dying horrible deaths, 
and then she would kind of relive them over and over again. It, I don't, I don't even want to get into it. It's, it's a lot of history that way. So ignoring all that crap. <laughs> What's right. the power of her lasso? Um, she, she just had a regular old lasso. Um, the new was... Wonder Girl. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about um, Donna Troy, not Cassie. What's your face? Yeah, but doesn't Donna Troy have a lasso also? Yeah, but her lasso was just, I think, another. I think it was just a lasso. I don't even know if hers was a lasso of truth. It was just for decoration. <laughs> it was just for her and Robin. Wow. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, like I said, I mean, again, if she had a lesson of truth, she probably did, but I don't know if it really, they went out of their way to, to get into it. Because um, uh, Cassie Sandsmark's hers, it inflicts pain. Because it's from Aries or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's a magic lasso, but it, it inflicts pain. It's a magic lasso that inflicts pain. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but like I said, I just thought otherwise she, she would be good. I think she's, she's, She's grounded enough. Um, you know, she wasn't flighty. Never wrote her as a flighty character, which I really liked. like. Like Starfire? Right. Oh, my God. Could you imagine Starfire as a leader? Oh, my God. <laughs> Everybody should have, like, just pasties. <laughs> <laughs> for, sometimes that, for some people, that would work. And then there's other people that just wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, like I said, I don't really have a, a lot to go on as to, you know, why. or it, And not, nor do I think she would be the perfect leader. I just think that she would have been a good also leader I, I think I, I agree I think that's a really good choice because when you think about the other choices from the um, from the Teen Titans I mean and Teen Titans it has a big has a decently big roster I wouldn't trust Terra. well duh <laughs> <laughs> nobody should oh and talk about people they keep dragging back in different forms Hotera because they want to relive that whole dramatic turncoat storyline which they love it's kind of like the Jean Grey you know Dark Phoenix yeah. one it's just, but I'm like you can't repeat it stop bringing her back she was an interesting character except for the fact that she was a turncoat that yeah. was her interesting turn you know right well I mean yeah I'm gonna throw something else out there before we we close this out um, is there a villain team that you guys would want to see a different leader of I think of the the Legion of Doom and it's always Lex Luthor and then in the cartoon version or the comic book movie version, it was Vandal Savage. Mm-hmm. What if it was Brainiac? What if Brainiac took on the helm of the ah! Legion of Doom? <laughs> they'd I all am be the dead. greatest. <laughs> they'd all be dead. I will assimilate everyone here. Brainiac demands pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was hilarious. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was on um, 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 Robot Chicken, right? Yeah. Yeah, or something. Is he a Robot Chicken or just some Chicken college special? humor type thing? It's oh, some okay. kind of a thing. I forget what it is, but yeah. yeah. It's just really funny. Um, Are there any villain teams that you think would have a better leader than what they've already had? A villainous team? I mean, they're usually so god Well, any of the masters of evil could be... Well, obviously, the villain teams always lose. So pretty much anybody could be better than <laughs> yeah. the current leader. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not thinking of any villain teams offhand. I think my brother... The brother, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. It was re- pretty much Magneto. It was always Magneto until, um, until there was a new Brotherhood and then that was uh, Mystique. Right. You should let uh, Mysterio be the leader of the Sinister Six. Mysterio, okay. That's, not bad. That's, interesting. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Um, well, because they often had different leaders too. Because it wasn't always uh, Doctor Octopus. Yeah. At one point, it was Green Goblin. Yeah. Also, they, I mean, they've also had different Sinister Six. Um, they've had one with it was a really bad lineup. It was like Hydra Man, and it was Hydra Man, um, Beetle, not Blue Beetle, the Beetle. Right. Um. Oh shoot! I'm, I, um, Rhino. It was like it was like a really bad lineup. This is like late '80s, and he pulled back the Sinister Six, and it was Spider-Man in his black costume. Him and Silver Sable were fighting the Sinister Six, and it was just a bad lineup. Right. Well, there was also the Frightful Four um, with the Wizard, who was usually in charge of them, and that 
because it's the wizard, the Sandman, and I don't know who else was there. Normal, the Trapster, I think was one. Oh, of the them. Trapster, yeah. Or otherwise known as what was his original name? The Trapster. Was, yeah. No, I can't remember. Paste Pot Pete. <laughs> and exactly that was pretty much why he changed his name that's why he called him the trapster <laughs> well he eventually changed his name in time but yeah he was paste pot pete and and uh originally it was medusa when she had amnesia oh because that's because right. they found her when she had amnesia right yeah so i thought they were pretty good what about you ralph nothing no oh ralph just gave me the sign of yo we have some something else to do so there you have it <laughs> um superhero leadership sometimes it isn't what it cracked up to be because honestly there's a couple of other teams that I would pick different leaders for. But we'll or another it. way to sum that up. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Wow. <laughs> Guys, after that corny joke, please don't go anywhere because Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. Now we're less cap. Less cap. Yeah, right. Whatever. <laughs> All right. You know the segment. I give quick questions. Wait, what is this one about? What? The, the segment? segment. I give quick questions. How quick? Like in the scale of one to five, five being less than five seconds, one um, being less than a second. I would say um, quicker than me during sex. Oof. That's, that's, that's lightning fast. That's, yeah. that's, like, that's like flash speed. You know what's funny? I threw out that joke to see who would go for it first. I'm like, I throw it out there to see who's going to go for it. You both scrambled for it. That's like, the, that's like the speed of light squared. Wow. Like I said, I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we never make it under a minute. But... I mean, spring's here, flowers are blooming. Well, not really, but you know. Well, we've got the same flowers. crappy cap given the questions that take forever for them to tell oh, us. Oh, my And there goodness. was snow two days ago. Like, Wait, did you hear one of these questions? It's got like 90, F, 90 parts. And he's oh, please. To be under a minute. I think he's looking at last week's The Geeks on the Go or last, <laughs> last edition's Geeks on the Go. This question, it has 20 parts. Part A. <laughs> Ready, set, go. Which Marvel movie would you oppose to being created? Howard the Duck, The Wasp, or Lockjaw, the pet of the Inhumans, Mike. Lockjaw, unless it turns out to be the porn movie it sounds like. <laughs> wow, that sounds like that sounds like horror porn. Ralph? I'd have to agree with the Mike. The Lockjaw. The Lockjaw, okay. Which comic book TV show is most accessible to people not familiar with comics? Agents of Shield, Flash, Gotham, or Arrow? Ralph? Flash, because you start with the origin and you're going forward, so you're building up the fan base. Okay. Mike. Ralph is wrong. It's Arrow because I'm right. <laughs> because it's a damn good show, even though Flash is too. <laughs> All right. If you could pick a Spider-Man from Spider-Verse that would be that you would be interested in seeing in their own book, which would it be? Ralph? Uh, probably you know, Cosmic Spider-Man. I don't know. Really? Like, I don't know. Cosmic? I don't know. Yeah, like, I didn't really give it that kind of... <laughs> Mike? I want to see Izumi of Earth 7930 from Spider-Man Fairytale number three. All right. Time is up. But we're going to continue. Say that one again. Izumi of Earth 7930. All right. Um, if you could control the aftermath of DC's event, Convergence, how would you reboot Batman? Have him fight alone? Have him start with Dick Grayson as Robin? Or have all of the Robins in his history still intact? Mike. Well... If you're starting to so that means he's a version to the crime fighting trade, then you should have him start with a little dick, then work his way up to a gangbang of Robins. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> wow. Ralph <laughs> Wow, that's just horrible. Ralph. I think it'd be pretty cool to see him with like uh see him and Nightwing as an adult. Oh, so you would start the series with him and Nightwing as an adult? Yes. You wouldn't even explain the whole Robin thing? No. 
I said, forget Robin and just go straight to Nightwing. Okay. Well, half their pop, half their uh, subscription piece of pedophilia, um, pedophilia is gone. <laughs> <laughs> We're not buying this shit. He did a cap. He stuttered over his words. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Last question. If Jack Bauer and Batman are in a battle to the death, where would Big Kev, where would his allegiance lie, Ralph? I think he'd be just the, uh, uh, he'd be like Switzerland watching and then he'll throw a knife on the ground and he'd be like, Fight to the death. Is that the way Switzerland would do it? Yes. That's <laughs> I thought they it. were neutral. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just vicious. <laughs> Mike? Oh, that's easy. Big Kev would be huddled in the corner crying, Daddies, please stop fighting. <laughs> Daddies, please stop fighting. <laughs> Make me scared. <laughs> and that wasn't me this time. That was Mike. <laughs> so, Kev, if you got something to say, you need to hit us up. All right, all right. So let's give some shout outs before we um, end the show. First off, shout out to, and you did it before, Mike. Matt Triano, we're dying to have you on the show. When are you coming to New York? When can we have you on the show? We would love to hear you talk about the new projects you're into and obviously talk some comic book crap with us. Yeah, just just get in the cab. Uh, cap will pay for it when you get here. Right. <laughs> you know, the cap is Mike, by the way. <laughs> Mike is a ventriloquist. <laughs> Wow, things got quiet real quick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not funny when you mess with the MFG. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember that? Hashtag and trending everywhere around Sweden. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Johannes, you see what you did? Do you see what you did? Now his head is huge. Now he's going to be able to walk out of his own house. <laughs> also, I want to give a shout out to all of those people who came to the baby shower, especially MFG and RT Square. Um, what were we going to press? I saw you pressing something. No, no, no. I was just moving. I was again. like, don't boo. Don't boo me. <laughs> But um, I want to give a special shout out to Angel's costume. Angel decided to wear a costume that was not only cool, but functional. Do you guys know what that was about? Yeah, yeah. I watched him burn that <laughs> Cheeto to death. And he also burned some marks in the, in the tablecloth. <laughs> for, for those who don't understand, um, my wife and I had a baby shower for our baby that's going to be born in a couple of weeks. And we decided, or she decided really, to have a superhero themed baby shower. So all of our friends came in either superhero superhero t-shirts or hats or whatever, or even more so costumes. So Angel had said, I've got this costume that's kick-ass. So he comes in and he's got an Iron Man helmet and somehow he bought on eBay a um a hand thing, like a repulsor blast, I guess. Right. And it could burn it's a laser that can burn through actual things. It's not just a light. It's a Blu-ray laser. It's a thank you, it's a Blu-ray laser, which was colored green for an odd reason. No, it was blue. Was it blue? Yeah, you just, yep. you're colorblind. I'm, I'm sorry. not colorblind. I'm sorry to have to tell you this now, but yeah, you're colorblind. Oh my god. What color is this? Nope, it's gray. It's blue gray. Well, I guess it is. Yeah, well, the, well, the audience, well, the audience can't help me out, so whatever. But yeah, why, but then he goes, "Look what I could do!" And he takes a Cheeto and he puts it on a table and he shoots his laser and starts burning it. I'm like, "How do they sell this shit on eBay?" I'm like, "This is not kid friendly." Yeah, and he's got two kids. <laughs> Angel, I love you. Keep that away from Caden, please, please. And, and you're gonna worry about like your your video game system being attacked. Worry about your curtains being on fire, bro. <laughs> And of course, as always, shout out to my boys Cheyenne, Cheyenne and Bosch over at the Four Life Podcast. Guys, what's going on? I know they, I know that they've been having problems getting together. I want a new episode soon. And rumor has it, I might be on the next episode. Rumor has it. Oh, really? Rumor. That's, stop, both of you, stop singing. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of stop, um, by the way, did you guys want to add anything? Well, why? We didn't know it was our turn. Yeah. It Jeez. does. It causes the cap show suddenly. That's what I thought. 
Really? I told you we're gonna. <laughs> I, I barely get a word in edgewise on this entire program. Oh god, my voice isn't even heard. Whatever. <laughs> well, being they don't want to do it, I'll end it. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, RT Square, Ralph the Tech. This is a cap saying, "Keep it geeky." And there's a 25-hour marathon of Marvel movies coming out soon. How, how many of your friends bought tickets? I know a couple who did. I don't know anyone, and I don't want to know anyone. That's kind of scary. I wouldn't sit next to them. <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of weird smells there. <laughs> So you've watched Daredevil twice? Sure, you're going to pass judgment, Mr. I Love Barbed Wire. Hey, Grumpy Oldman, we're recording a commercial here. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're just mad because we're not talking about your all-time favorite movie, Tomcats. Isn't that only watched by 12-year-old girls? Ralph is a 12-year-old girl. Have you not seen him? Hey, that's a good movie. Yeah, sure. <laughs> hey, guys, this is The Cap here with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph the Tech inviting you to join the conversation from the show. We know you love Doctor Who, superheroes and their villains, gaming and TV and movie watching, but you need some very honest reviews from some very funny guys. So why don't you join in the conversation? Check out our Facebook page where you can like it and even leave a comment. And if you want to share it with your friends, our podcast is located on iTunes and also on SoundCloud. Because you hear what they say, great comic book debates are better in numbers. Now back to the show. (laughs) 